Olympic scholarships. Membership includes benefits to all sports at the Citadel, but best of all, it's about the student-athletes getting a Citadel education. So give them a call to find out more at 953-5277. That's 953-5277. When it's Sparrow and Kennedy and you and a John Deere Z500 zero-turn mower, you have a great team. Thanks to its powerful engine and XL deep mower deck, you can create a better quality of cut at faster ground speeds. And we're offering 0% financing for 36 months on all Z500 mowers. Sparrow and Kennedy and you. Emphasis on you. Visit SparrowKennedy.com or see dealer for details. Offer ends October 27th. Some restrictions apply. When it comes to your favorite team, you've got a lot to be passionate about. Same is true with the all-new adventure-ready Ford Ranger. Once you experience the boundary-pushing off-road tech and legendary Ford toughness, you'll become a big fan of Ranger, too. The only adventure gear built Ford tough. Drive it home. Drive it now. Drive it like a Ford. See your Carolina Ford dealer. Proud sponsor of today's game. Attention shoppers, attention shoppers. The colossal $6 million overstock sell-off is happening now at Ashley Home Store. We've trucked in tons of merchandise from the warehouse. Extreme price cut store-wide. Up to 70% off living rooms, bedrooms, dining rooms, mattresses, accessories, and more. First come, first save. Only at Ashley Home Store in North Charleston. Well, back we are at Johnson Haygood Stadium, and as we look out, both teams are now in full force out there on the field getting ready, getting warm up, and uh, they're standing at their respective 45-yard lines. And it's uh, quite a contrast in color with the Citadel blue jerseys, the white pants, the white helmets, and versus the gold pants, gold helmets, white jerseys with the red numerals that are being worn by VMI. All right, as we look at uh, some of the uh, scores now, it's LSU 21 uh, over Utah State, 20, uh, 21-6 is the score there. And with uh, 7.56 to go in the second quarter, Oklahoma leads Kansas 13-7. Wisconsin is shutting out Kent 28-0 at the half. Also, uh, with 3.27 to go, Penn State now up 28-7 over Purdue. Michigan beating Iowa in the second quarter, late in the second quarter, 10-3. Texas Tech has a 20 to nothing lead over Oklahoma State late in the first half. Also, uh, with just 11 seconds remaining in the first half, it is Tulane leading Army 21-14. Maryland leads Rutgers 27-7 with about 90 seconds left to go in the first half of that game. At halftime, USF is leading UConn 27-14. Late in the second quarter, uh, Boston College and Louisville are all knotted up at 14 apiece. Now, those are the games that are currently in progress and uh, we can give you some scores on. But we have some more to find out about this game, and we'll check with our coordinators in the coordinator corner when we come back after this on the Citadel Sports Network. 
It's fall festival fun. The Boone Hall Pumpkin Patch has grown to be one of the largest festivals in the state. Now in its 23rd year, Boone Hall is proud of the fact that this event is a fall tradition for many families that's being passed down from generation to generation. The Boone Hall Pumpkin Patch, an event where laughter and squeals of excitement tell the story. Open October 1st through 31st. See details for this year's event at BooneHallPumpkinPatch.com. This is Micah Ponce, the communications guy with Berkeley Electric Cooperative. And although it may not seem like it, cooler weather is just around the corner. That means it's time to let Berkeley Propane help you beat the winter rush with a preseason tank fill-up or a new set of gas logs. And with hurricane season in full swing, now is the perfect time to consider installing one of Berkeley Propane's whole house standby generators from Generac. So whatever your heating or power needs are, Berkeley Propane is ready with exceptional energy and service. Have you always wanted a state-of-the-art office that is fit for your everyday needs? If this sounds like you, then the office people should be your first call. Don't let your office look like one from the past. Let the office people and their wonderful staff turn your place of work into a new creative space that employees will love. The office people are equipped with quality products and the most experienced delivery and installation team to get the job done right. They even offer free space planning. For more information or to request a furniture catalog, go to theofficepeople.com. Power outages can hit without warning, but a Honda generator can help keep the lights on. You'll never be left in the dark with these lightweight, efficient units that are powered by rugged Honda engines. Let an economical, portable Honda generator brighten your life, whether it's for recreational use or as a source of standby power. Put the power of a Honda generator to work for you and take charge of any situation. Stop by Drigger Small Engines, 1340 College Park Road, to purchase your Honda generator. They'll keep the lights on for you. Back on the Ashley Furniture Home Store Stadium show. Time now for the coordinator's corner as we start on the offensive side of things with the offensive coordinator, Lou Conti. And uh, coach, going back to last week against Sanford, Brandon Rainey making his return to the starting lineup, accounted for five total touchdowns, had a good day throwing the football. Overall, how did you assess Rainey's performance Saturday? It was good. I thought he played well. Uh, I thought he, he threw the ball well. They, they, they stacked the box on us. I, I thought we would have to throw the ball on him a little bit. Um, might have been able to throw the ball a little bit more on him with uh, the success that Raleigh had. There was a couple times where he was flat covered um, and, and just beat a kid because, granted, I think Brandon put a great ball on him. So I, I think he operated in the passing game well. Um, and then he, he, might, he might not have been 100%, but he was certainly he was certainly good enough to play. And I think you know maybe one time he, he took a hit in, in that leg, but uh, I can't coming out. So you kind of had to deal with the next series of, of just getting back loose again. But uh, I think he was fine. I thought he played. I thought he played really well. Obviously, he and I have some some discussions about what we need to work on. But I thought he gave us a chance. Of course, he's good enough to be out there. But when he's not a hundred percent, does that change anything with the offense or with the play calling to try to? keep him out of harm's way no uh, you'd think that would make sense but uh he is not that kind of kid um he does not play well if you don't throw him into it uh he has got to be he's got to have the ball in his hands he if he feels like you're taking him out of the game plan uh, he, boy he's emotional you know what i mean so he, he you've obviously to a point um uh, but he was nowhere near the point where you would take him out of that game plan last week and uh, probably by Thursday of last week, the, the final test to, to finalize the game plan, we thought he looked well enough in practice to where we didn't have to pull back on anything. And, um, yeah, I, I, I think he was 
I think we just feel pretty good by the time Saturday came around. Another week and another touchdown for Riley Webb. In fact, two this time around. What does a playmaker like that bring to this type of offense where it is so much about running the football, but you have the ability to certainly hit him downfield for big plays? And, and also, how has that changed how maybe defenses have been going up against you guys lately? You know, it's, it's, it's crazy because a kid like that that can take the top off, he'll back teams up, right? And... and he, he's still shown the ability to go 80-something yards or, or whatever it is um, every game. So even though they're, I thought they were paying a little bit more of attention to him last week and they just weren't able to stay in front of him because he is so fast for a big body. Um, but, you know, just talking to some other coaches that, that run in this offense and they've talked about, you know, we also have a wide receiver that we feel like, you know, we're getting too tendency. We were throwing him the ball too much. Do we need to throw it to the other guy? And I'm like, no. Like, they're not stopping the kid. You know, forget the tendencies. Um, Raleigh is that kid. And, and like I said, he was well covered um, by the free safety, who you could tell was matched up on 22 and just in the middle of the field. And he would stop Raleigh first and then add himself to the run. But the kid was just able to get a step on him no matter what. And so that, a weapon like that is extremely valuable. And the other great thing is, is the other kid across from McCarthy has got a ton of possession potential as well. He might not be able to take the top off like Raleigh. But those two are dangerous. And when, when teams don't drastically change you know, the, the secondary for them, then uh, we are able to take advantage like we did last week. Getting ready for VMI today, a two and three team to start the year. When you turn on the film, what are some things you've seen that they do well or make them a, a tough defense? They play hard. You can tell that they are uh, well coached. They look they look a little different than they have in the past. Um, they've done a good job in retention as far as, you know, I think they went after their kids a few years ago and kind of kept made sure they kept those kids and built their roster their way. There's not a kid on their side of the ball that's under six foot. They're long. They play with a high motor. Uh, you can tell they preach pursuit of the football. They have a couple kids that stick out that are really good. They got a six foot four safety. They just when you watch the film, you turn it on. You see length everywhere, and you see pursuit of the football um, and physical play. So it's not one of those games where you feel like you're just going to be able to lean on them. Whether or not you're breaking the long one early, it'll come. This is one that you're going to have to fight for four quarters. Last week against Wafford, Wafford was able to run for about 440 yards. They run, of course, at this point, a different offense from what you guys do here. But when you saw that game last week and went back and watched the tape, where did VMI get themselves in trouble last week against Wafford's running attack? In my opinion, they they probably pay attention to the pass uh, a little bit more. And I think teams are starting to think that Wafford you know, is throwing the ball. They're going to throw the ball. They're going to throw the ball. And, you know, last week... They still did, but they did not to the effect that they've been trying to, and, and they were able to run the ball effectively, obviously. But you could see guys added to the secondary, guys added to the deep ball that had not been, and Wofford took advantage of it. Coach, Coach Wade Lang as the offense coordinator there, is, um, he's been doing it a long time, and so I don't know that you can pin him to one thing, and it looked like VMI had kind of pinned them to stop the pass. And um, Wofford just said, okay, we'll run it, and that's what they were able to do. Well, Coach, we appreciate the time as always. I wish you the best of luck today. Yes, sir. Thanks, Luke. That's offensive coordinator Lou Conti. We'll come back with the defensive side of things next here on the Ashley Furniture Home Store Stadium Show on the Citadel Sports Network. Attention Charleston and surrounding areas. The colossal $6 billion overstock sell-off is underway at Ashley Home Store. All overstocks, one-of-a-kinds, floor samples, and discontinued items are being sacrificed at extreme drastic price cuts. This is one event you can't afford to miss with up to 70% off only at Ashley Home Store in North Charleston. 
Hello, Charleston. Football is in the air, and what a great time to become a member of the Citadel Football Association. Since 1984, our goal has been to get the greater Charleston community involved in the Citadel football. Alumni, family, and friends are encouraged to help make a difference by promoting and supporting the CFA. Visit our website for more information at cfabulldogs.org or call 953-5123. We look forward to seeing you this season at Johnson Haygood Stadium. Get involved, make a difference, and remember, it's a great day to be a Bulldog. You and your land and a big old list of chores that need to get done. Piece of cake when it's Sparrow and Kennedy and you teaming up. Our John Deere 3 Series tractor is user-friendly, built to last, and has loads of attachment options. And it's priced right at $139 per month and 0% interest for 84 months. Sparrow and Kennedy and you. Emphasis on you. Visit SparrowKennedy.com. Offer ends October 27th. Some restrictions apply. Subject to approved credit. 20% down required. See dealer for complete details. When it comes to your favorite team, you've got a lot to be passionate about. Same is true with the all-new adventure-ready Ford Ranger. Once you experience the boundary-pushing off-road tech and legendary Ford toughness, you'll become a big fan of Ranger, too. The only adventure gear built Ford tough. Drive it home. Drive it now. Drive it like a Ford. See your Carolina Ford dealer. Proud sponsor of today's game. Attention shoppers. The colossal $6 million overstock sell-off is happening now at Ashley Home Store. We've trucked in tons of merchandise from the warehouse. Extreme price cut store-wide. Up to 70% off living rooms, bedrooms, dining rooms, mattresses, accessories, and more. First come, first save. Only at Ashley Home Store in North Charleston. Back on the Ashley Furniture Home Store Stadium Show. As uh, we check in on the defensive side of things here for the coordinator's corner, sit down with defensive coordinator coach Tony Grantham. And, uh, Coach, before we look ahead to today's opponent with VMI, let's go back to last week in that game against Sanford where, of course, with the overtimes, uh, the, the game style changes, the numbers increase. But overall, how did you assess your defensive performance last week at Sanford? There was some good. There was some not so good. It's kind of like it always. We always tell them it's never as good as we think or as bad as we think. Well, there were some positives uh, that I think we can take from it. Um, you know, the first half I thought we adjusted, got our legs underneath us after the first series and, and really did some good things, kind of really controlled the tempo of the game, got off the field on third down, uh, were able to stop the run up front, did a really good job. And I thought uh, we came back the second half. I thought they, they kid us with a couple of new wrinkles that uh, were a little bit different things that they had not shown on video. They adjusted. We went back. Uh, we made a couple more adjustments, and I thought we kind of got our legs back underneath us. Uh, midway through the third quarter into the early part of the fourth quarter, I felt like uh, we really kind of um, started to identify the defense that we wanted to be, uh, creating some turnovers. We're doing a good job of, uh, of getting tackle for losses, negative yardage plays on defense. You know, at that point, uh, we just didn't finish from that standpoint from about eight minutes on in the game. And uh, that was the frustrating part. Uh, the last eight minutes and then in the overtime, that was not the defense that we want to be out there. What was the biggest issue from your defensive standpoint there in those final eight minutes? I think, uh, number one, I think they're pretty good offensively. They have some really talented, skilled uh, players. They have a very uh, a large offensive line. Uh, they laid on us, and, and, and you know I thought they, they kind of wore us down a little bit uh, as the game went on. I felt like we just did not execute uh, the, the base fundamentals of what we want to uh, do every time we go out on the field, which is – you know, getting off blocks, um, being able to tackle, being able to tackle in space, 
uh, and just running to the ball with relentless effort. All of those things uh, we didn't do in the, in the last part of the game, and it showed up on tape. You mentioned uh, you know the turnovers and even getting after the quarterback. Turnovers have increased the last couple of weeks. Is that something that you can continue to expect as the guys get more reps in this defense throughout the year? I think so. Uh, I think they're starting to see why we do certain things, why we have certain alignments on certain calls and certain coverages, and where we're trying to make the offense. We're trying to attack the offensive system uh, with different looks and different pressures. Uh, we're trying to do one of we're putting the offensive line under duress along with the quarterback, um, and either we're going to you know, get a negative play, a tackle for loss, a quarterback sack, pressure, something like that. But when they do get rid of the ball, being able to play tight coverage and get, being able to get them to throw the ball in a, into an area where we've got a lot of guys in that area where we've got the potential to make a play on the ball. Today, taking on VMI, who switched to an air raid offense last year, but it looks like this year, when looking at the numbers, they are a team that's still trying to keep balance and still run the football. They do. Uh, they've got a, a really talented running back. Um, if you look at the numbers, the last two weeks, he's carried it over 50 times, ran for over 200 last week on Wofford, and I think he had about 150 the week before. So they've really committed to running the football. Um, they do as good a job schematically as anybody we've played. I've been really impressed by what they do uh, with their, their personnel. Uh, they maximize the possession. Uh, it is an air raid, but you watch them conceptually. They're very similar to what we do, and they try to maximize the possession, time of possession. Uh, they do it through the passing game, and the short passing game, and the running game with, uh, with the running back there. So I've been very impressed by them. Uh, this is going to be a challenge because they present some schematic issues. Um, they understand kind of what you're trying to do on defense, and they kind of test your rules and, and test your guys' ability to adjust. Air raid has become a buzzword nowadays, and whenever you hear air raid, people always think that it's just spread them out and throw it 60 times, and that's not always the case, especially with VMI. But without getting too deep into it, what are some elements of an air raid offense, a team that runs an air raid, what can you expect from that type of offense? You're looking for the short passing game, the intermediate passing game, the quick passing. It's kind of taking the place of the runs. Um, they're going to spread the field. You're going to have to play sideline to sideline, and they're going to make you identify route concepts and be able to tackle guys in in space. So your defense has to be able to tackle in space. You can't load everybody up in the box and expect, you know, somebody's going to fall off and make a play. I mean, it's going to be a lot of one-on-one -on -one matchups across the board uh, that you're going to have to win your fair share. Uh, you're going to win some and you're going to lose some. Uh, the big thing is when you lose one, you cannot allow it to become an explosive play. Um, you might lose it and they get, you tackle them and they get four or five yards. That's okay. We can, go live, we can live with that. We can go play again. But you cannot miss a, miss a tackle in space. Uh, and all of a sudden, that four or five yard play becomes an explosive play. It becomes a 20, 25, or, or worse uh, play right there. So you got to be able to, to get guys on the ground. Their quarterback, Reese Udinski, with 10 touchdowns, no interceptions, 217 pass attempts. What has allowed him to do such a good job taking care of the football? I think he's very familiar with their system. I think this is his second year uh, in the system. Uh, you watch him, he goes through his progression, um, he's going to read your rotation on your coverages. Uh, they do a really good job of identifying you know, kind of what you're doing, and it kind of tells him where he needs to go with the football. The fact that he's throwing the ball around so much and he's not throwing an interception is pretty impressive. Uh, 
you know, I think that's credit to them and their staff, and I think that uh, we're definitely going to have our hands full with him today. Lastly, Coach, Sean Thomas Faulkner with the uh, targeting call last week. What what does it change defensively when you don't have him out on the field, even if it's for uh, just a half? Uh, next guy's got to go in, uh, and we practice that way. I mean, we always practice the two deep where we try to balance out the reps as much as we can. It's probably about 60, 40 ones and twos. Uh, this week it's been a little bit more 50-50. Andy Davis will go in. Andy will be fine. Uh, Andy came in last week, and, and he's fine. He started against Towson Force earlier in the year. He's played a lot of football. He's, I know he's just a freshman here, but at this point in the season, he's a seasoned veteran. He's seen enough game action, and he'll go in there, and he'll be fine. What we miss ST will be from the intangibles. Uh, he's a veteran. He's got a lot of leadership presence on our team. Uh, he's a guy that uh, he will speak his mind, and he gets the attention of guys pretty quickly. And Andy's done great. I mean, uh, ST's done great this week with Andy as far as this, you know, when he's not in there, he's standing right beside Andy, and he's telling him, hey, right now you need to be looking for this. Right now you need to be looking for that. Uh, this is what you need to be doing when he, this guy does this. So uh, ST's really kind of, kind of become a coach on the field, and that's been good to see. Well, Coach, we appreciate the time as always, and wish you the best of luck today. We appreciate it. Thank you. That's defensive coordinator Coach Tony Grantham. We'll come back with more on the Ashley Furniture Home Store Stadium Show here on the Citadel Sports Network. All my sweet chicken, chicken loyalty program. You give me back free food and beer, and all I needed was to taste your hot and fresh tenders. You give me back 10%, but you got 100% of my soul. Just can't get enough. Buying a home is a big financial decision, so you need a strong team working on your mortgage. That team is at South Atlantic Bank. Decisions are made right here in our community by mortgage professionals who really know the low country. South Atlantic Bank offers competitive rates and terms on loans for home purchase or refinance. If you need a mortgage loan, you need the mortgage loan professionals at South Atlantic Bank. South Atlantic Bank Mortgage Group, providing the keys to home ownership. If you know she's the perfect one, let us help you create the perfect ring. At Scatel's Manufacturing Jewelers, we're your full-service jewelry manufacturer. You see, we eliminate the middleman and create your special ring all on site. And with our free diamond seminar and vast loose diamond selection, you're assured of the right decision while getting the best value. Scatellar, you lover. Scatell's Manufacturing Jewelers, locally owned in Mount Pleasant and Charleston. Since 1941, Southern Lumber's been serving the low country with perfection, one board at a time. Their products from Anderson Windows are worry-proof and time-proof. Visit Southern Lumber online or at 2031 King Street. See why Charleston has trusted them for three quarters of a century. Southern Lumber, Anderson Windows, performance that aces the test of time. Southern Lumber and Faster internet is better. And right now, Home Telecom will increase your internet speed free for three months. So multiple users won't slow things down. Plus better streaming and faster downloads. Visit HomeSC.com and increase your speed free for three months from Home Telecom. It's the 75th version of the military classic of the South. 13th oldest rivalry in college football dating back to 1920. And we're just about 10 minutes away from kickoff today here at Johnson Haygood Stadium in Charleston, South Carolina. Luke Morrow alongside Ted Byrne with you here on the Ashley Furniture Home Store Stadium Show. The Bulldogs are trying to keep their winning streak alive in this series. The Citadel, they have won 12 straight. 
and 16 of 18. And in those 12 wins, eight have been by double digits. Their average margin of victory is 17 points in this 12-game winning streak, but last year certainly a close call at 34 and 32. The Silver Shaco Trophy on the line today. It has remained here in the Low Country since 2003. Last time VMI won in this series was November 16, 2002. And at the time, President Bush, of course, was still in office. Tom Brady was just a 5-4 and four quarterback. Uh, the first cell phone came out that had a camera on it. HDTV was just introduced. We had the first season of American Idol still going on. Only the second Harry Potter movie, which came out the day before that VMI victory. Kids were still playing Sims, Yu-Gi-Oh! And with their 13-month-old iPod, Christina Aguilera was the hot thing, along with Eminem. And I was in sixth grade uh, the last time VMI won, playing with my dial-up internet at home and was three years away from my first ever cell phone. So it's been a long time since VMI won in the series. They'll try to snap that losing streak today. We'll step aside for the national anthem, come back, and get you the keys to today's game. The Citadel and VMI, military classic of the South, right here on the Citadel Sports Network. Attention Charleston and surrounding areas. The colossal $6 billion overstock sell-off is underway at Ashley Home Store. All overstocks, one-of-a-kinds, floor samples, and discontinued items are being sacrificed at extreme drastic price cuts. This is one event you can't afford to miss with up to 70% off only at Ashley Home Store in North Charleston. Hello, Charleston. Football is in the air, and what a great time to become a member of the Citadel Football Association. Since 1984, our goal has been to get the greater Charleston community involved in the Citadel football. Alumni, family, and friends are encouraged to help make a difference by promoting and supporting the CFA. Visit our website for more information at cfabulldogs.org or call 953-5123. We look forward to seeing you this season at Johnson Haygood Stadium. Get involved, make a difference, and remember, it's a great day to be a Bulldog. When it comes to your favorite team, you've got a lot to be passionate about. Same is true with the all-new adventure-ready Ford Ranger. Once you experience the boundary-pushing off-road tech and legendary Ford toughness, you'll become a big fan of Ranger too. The only adventure gear built Ford tough. Drive it home. Drive it now. Drive it like a Ford. See your Carolina Ford dealer. Proud sponsor of today's game. You and your land, and a big old list of chores that need to get done. Piece of cake when it's Sparrow and Kennedy and you teaming up. Our John Deere 3 Series tractor is user-friendly, built to last, and has loads of attachment options. And it's priced right at $139 per month and 0% interest for 84 months. Sparrow and Kennedy and you. Emphasis on you. Visit SparrowKennedy.com. Offer ends October 27th. Some restrictions apply. Subject to approved credit. 20% down required. See dealer for complete details. Attention shoppers. Attention shoppers. The colossal $6 million overstock sell-off is happening now at Ashley Home Store. We've trucked in tons of merchandise from the warehouse. Extreme price cut store-wide. Up to 70% off living rooms, bedrooms, dining rooms, mattresses, accessories, and more. First come, first save. Only at Ashley Home Store in North Charleston. Getting ready for the 75th edition of the Military Classic of the South. The Citadel and VMI, not only is the Silver Shaco on the line, but for both these teams, just trying to get back to 500. VMI 2-3 and three to start the season. They're looking for their first winning record this year in uh, quite some time. Their last uh, winning season was 1981 when VMI went 6-3. and three. They have had 16 straight losing seasons, managing just one victory a year ago, but 2-3 and three to start this year, 1-1 one one in the conference. They're trying to get back to 500. Same with the Citadel. 
who lost their conference opener last week against Sanford in four overtime, 61-55, and 55, and they're 2-3 and three overall on the year as well. So not only, of course, uh, this huge rivalry game here in Charleston, but big for both teams that need a win in the conference, certainly for the Bulldogs. You want to avoid an 0-2 start, and both squads trying to get back to 500 here to start the month of October. Ted, as always, as we get ready for kickoff, just about five minutes away, what are your keys to this rivalry matchup here today? Well, we know they have a great quarterback. For the sixth week in a row, we're facing a guy that can beat you with his arm and with his feet. Yudinski had some big games last year, including uh, three 400-yard passing efforts. Bulldog fans may remember one of them in particular as he threw for 447 yards and five touchdowns against the Citadel last season. He's got to have a big game for VMI to win. Also, VMI has had a consistent lineup on defense. They've got ten guys who have started every game. So they're a unit. They need to have their best game against the Citadel. And as a a young team, and by the way, they only have eight seniors. Two of those are red shirts. As a young team, this VMI team has got to keep their emotions in check. 52 freshmen, 39 of those are true, 13 red shirts. 14 sophomores, five red shirts. 22 juniors, 13 are red shirts. So they got to keep their emotions in check. That's one thing the Bulldog offense has been good at, is getting the defense to lose their cool. And uh, VMI's got to keep that from happening. For the Bulldogs, pressure and contain on defense. Dogs are going to need to find a way to pressure the quarterback of VMI, force him into a turnover. Willie Eubanks III, the September Southern Conference Defensive Player of the Month, needs to continue that kind of play that earned him that title. And VMI has a tendency to throw short passes, but they can go downfield on any occasion. In fact, Yudinski is a very uh, patient quarterback. He's not afraid to make just a short little throw. So the key debts may operate a little dink and dunk here and there, but the defense for the Bulldogs got to put pressure on him, force him to throw it out of bounds. That's why he hasn't been intercepted at all. He's thrown 10 touchdown passes. He has not been intercepted, but he's thrown the ball away a lot. Also, the Bulldogs need to maximize the red zone opportunities. In the last four games of this series, Citadel offense has been in the red zone 20 times against VMI. However, the Bulldogs have only scored six touchdowns in those possessions. That's just a rate of 30%. So if the Bulldog offense doesn't improve in that area today, it'll be a long day. And finally, win the special teams battle. VMI has not been very good on special teams over the years. This season doesn't appear to be much different. So we need a big play, a punt return, a kickoff return. We need a big play from the special teams. VMI making their way onto the field right now to over to their sideline on the east end of the stadium. They're doing the coin toss right now, but it looks like the officials, uh, the referee, Jeff Page, working his first Siddle game, looks like his microphone is not on or not working. And so they're doing the coin toss right now. Then the Bulldogs will take the field. All right, there we go. There was Jeff with the announcement. So the Bulldogs won the toss and elected to receive. So the Siddle is going to put their offense out on the field first, and the Bulldogs will try to strike first in this rivalry game. The Siddle, they have not scored points on their opening drive of a game in now nine straight games. They're going to try to break that streak. Last year when these two teams met, they each scored on their opening possessions. So the Citadel will try to duplicate that here today at home. Two polar opposites. VMI second in FCS football in pass attempts. They throw it about 60% of the time. They average 48 pass attempts per game. Meanwhile, the Citadel, well, you know, they have the fewest pass attempts in the FCS this year. They average five and a half pass attempts 
per game. They only throw it 7% of the time offensively. So you have a VMI team that throws it all over the place. They move quickly. They average a snap every 20 seconds, and they'll throw it all over the yard while the Citadel, of course, will try to play time of possession and keep it on the ground. Here comes the Bulldogs charging onto the field and heading towards the home sideline on the west end of Johnson Haygood Stadium right below us. That's going to do it for the Ashley Furniture Home Store Stadium Show. Take our final break. Come back next with the opening kick and the 75th Military Classic of the South, the Citadel. And VMI coming up next with the Bulldogs looking for win number 13 consecutively against VMI. Kick off next right here on the Citadel Sports Network. Hello, my name is Matthew Cochran Logan, and I'm with Palmer and Kay. We've been in the commercial insurance and property casualty business since 1868. With 12 years of experience, I promise to use my expertise to allow for the best possible outcome for my client. If I can help you in any way meet your commercial insurance needs, then please call me at 843-708-5456 or stop by my office downtown, 40 Calhoun Street, Suite 475. Until then... Go Bulldogs. Power outages can hit without warning, but a Honda generator can help keep the lights on. You'll never be left in the dark with these lightweight, efficient units that are powered by rugged Honda engines. Let an economical, portable Honda generator brighten your life, whether it's for recreational use or as a source of standby power. Put the power of a Honda generator to work for you and take charge of any situation. Stop by Drigger Small Engines, 1340 College Park Road, to purchase your Honda generator. They'll keep the lights on for you. A new level in fear awaits at Boone Hall Fright Nights. Three terrifying attractions. Undertaker, funeral homes, are for the dead. <laughs> Playground. Do you want to play? Scary Tales Haunted Hayride. There is no happily ever after here. Boone Hall Fright Nights open tonight at dark. Get advanced tickets online at BooneHallFrightNights.com. From the beaches to the far reaches of the low country, when it comes to savings and service, Jones marks the spot. Rush to Jones Ford in North Charleston to save on your next newer pre-owned vehicle and trust the family with over 100 years of experience to care for your vehicle at our state-of-the-art service and collision center. When it comes to savings and service, Jones marks the spot. Jones Ford in North Charleston at the corner of Rivers and Remount, just off I-26, exit 211A. Visit us online at jonesford.com. We're ready to go from Johnson Haygood Stadium at the 75th Military Classic of the South between the Citadel and VMI with the Bulldogs trying to win their 13th straight. The Citadel won the opening coin toss. They wanted the ball first. They'll get it with the ball teed up to our right. And Grant Clemens, the senior, ready to serve it away. Riley Webb back deep to the left of the kicker. Jalen Adams back deep to the right of the kicker. We're just about ready to go. Opening kick brought to you by Sparrow and Kennedy. Check out their seven locations throughout Charles, uh, throughout South Carolina. Clemens gets the okay, charges to the football, swings the right leg, and boom, we're underway in the Military Classic of the South. These two first met in 1920, 13th oldest rivalry in college sports, and the Citadel looking to win 13 in a row as Clemens puts the kickoff into the end zone for a touchback, and the Citadel begin first and 10 of their own 25, moving left to right across your dial in the first quarter, trying to score in the south end of Johnson Haygood Stadium as uh, Brandon Rainey leads the troops out onto the field in the white pants, white helmets, Citadel blue jersey tops with white numbers, 16 on the back of Rainey. 
He'll begin up under center. First and 10 of the 25. Ball in the left hash. Moving left to right for the Citadel. And the Bulldogs starting quarterback is brought to you by the Citadel Football Association. It's always a good day to be a Bulldog. Rainey's going to drop back and throw on first down. Throw to the near side. It's an out route. Caught on the numbers at the 30. Turning up field across the 35 and dragged out of bounds. Into his own sideline is Nakeem Njoku with his third career catch. The Citadel, they opened last year's game against VMI with a pass on first down. A 12-yard completion to Raleigh Webb. And this year they open with a pass attempt to Njoku, which goes for uh, 12 yards. Give him 13 up to the 38 for a first and 10. Good start for the Citadel offense. First and 10 of their own, 38 ball on the right hash. And Joku getting the start from the A-back position along with Dante Smith. Now Remus Bulmer is in. He goes to motion left side. They rocket toss to him. Gets outside the numbers at the 40 where he's met there, and he's dragged down right in front of the VMI sideline after a pickup of about a yard. You'll see Bulmer in the backfield with Njoku and Smith. He has three rushing touchdowns over the last two games. Clay Harris is back. He's starting at the B-back position. You'll also see Nwanze, who had a career-high 34 carries last week at the B-back position for the Citadel as well. Second and nine from their own 39. Ball in the left hash for the Bulldogs' opening possession. Citadel with three wide receivers. Two right, one left for Rainey up under center. He takes a snap. Quick throw. Screen pass near side. It's caught at the line of scrimmage and turning up field. In between the hash and the numbers is Raleigh Webb up to the 44. It's his eighth catch of the year. He's the big play receiver. A touchdown in six straight games. You'll also see Ryan McCarthy on the outside. And the Citadel, they have a third and four coming up here on their first possession. Well, actually spot at the 45, so let's call it a third and three, and it's a pickup of five for Raleigh Webb. Bulldogs converting 43% of their third downs this year. Third and three from their 40. Rainey under center. Rocket toss left side to Njoku. Gets outside a defender, turns it upfield, gets outside the numbers at the 45. Streamlines into VMI sideline with a first down around midfield, and a flag comes in. I think they hit him late once he crossed the boundary. But for now, it's a first down right around midfield for Njoku, converting the third down play. And the Bulldogs may even get to move up closer into VMI territory, depending on the infraction. The corners seem to be open on the edges for us to get around them and to go out with that little flat pass. They like to play a lot of single coverage, VMI does. So it's not surprising that we're trying to exploit them through the air. After the play, personal foul, late hit out of bounds, number four of the defense. 15-yard penalty added to the end of the run. Automatic first down. That's all-conference free safety. A.J. Smith, the junior in the secondary for VMI with the penalty. And now the Bulldogs have a first and 10 at the VMI 36. Opening possession. The Citadel, they have not scored in their opening possession in nine games. VMI averaging six penalties a game. That's their first here. They're going to run the option right side. Rainey keeps it himself, cuts it up the middle of the field between the hashes, angles inside the 30, and he's dragged down at the 28 as it's a pickup of eight yards on first down for Rainey. Sets up second and two. Defensive end overcommitted on that for VMI. He saw the uh, what looked like a reverse coming his way, so he went up to play that man, and when he did, the only thing Rainey had to do was cut right behind him, and there was a huge hole there. VMI runs a 3-4 defense, coordinated by Tom Clark in his fifth year. They're averaging to surrender 37 points per game so far this season. Second and two for the Bulldogs. Rocket toss right side. Dante Smith makes a man miss in the backfield. Cuts up inside the 30, just trying to get back to the line of scrimmage. Flag on the play as Smith was dragged down by a captain on the defensive line, Jordan Ward. And I think the Citadel is going to get called for a block. 
And the flag came in right, uh, right around where Smith got tackled. The flag at the 31. Smith got tackled at the 29, and it's in the same spot just before he cut it upfield. Here comes the call from Jeff Page, today's referee, working his first Citadel game. Personal foul. Illegal block below the waist. 21 the offense. 15-yard penalty from the spot. Replay second down. That's Remus Bulmer, and that's a big penalty for the Bulldogs instead of what would be a third and about three. Back him up at least to get the, the down back, but it's going to be second and very long for the Citadel back at the VMI 43-yard line. He went a little low on the defender, got his knee, got really like underneath the kneecap, and that's why they made that call. Second and 17 now for the Citadel, their first penalty of the day. They averaged six a game. Rainey up under center on second and 17 in VMI territory. He's going to drop back and throw. Rainey lobs it up the near side, has Riley Webb caught in stride at the 15, tiptoeing the sideline. He's out of bounds at the 5. Rainey to Webb once again, and the Bulldogs have a first and goal. That's the Raleigh Webb route. He, he's open on that play every time, mm-hmm. every single time, every game this year. He comes out, he goes down the near side, kind of between the boundary and the numbers. We find him, and usually he makes the end zone, but he had to tippy-toe down the uh, sideline and stepped out there at the 7. First and goal from the 7, ball in the right hash. Pass game working once again. Rainey last week had nearly 200 yards through the air. Movement up front. VMI may have made contact with the line. We'll get the call, but Grayson Owens, or rather uh, Avery Seitz, I think it was, for VMI, looked like he uh, touched an offensive lineman there right over the right over the football. The nose guard and the left guard, defensive, defensive guard. Number 56, made contact. contact. Half the distance to the goal. First down. Yeah, I thought it was 58. It's 56, Warren yeah. Dabney. The nose tackle. Mm-hmm. He and the left defensive guard. Both jumped, and that's uh, what caused that penalty. So they put it at the three-and-a-half-yard line for first and goal, second penalty of the drive for VMI. Brandon Rainey had 196 passing yards last week, the most for a Citadel quarterback in two years. And he's gotten them inside the five with his arm so far here on this drive. First and goal from the three-and-a-half. He's going to run the option right side. Rainey keeps it himself, moves behind his right guard, cuts up field. Not much room there as he's tackled by Elliott Brewster, the linebacker, and he'll set up second and goal from about the two. Trying to lead the way with the blocking there uh, was Denzel Wright, the right tackle. And as he was going, it, it, it kind of bunched up there. It looked like a rugby scrum that Rainey was trying to push. Four minutes in here in the Military Classic of the South for the 75th time. Bulldogs on the opening possession of the game have a second and goal from the two. Rainey up under center. Takes the snap. He's going to keep it himself. Moves behind the right guard. Again, met by Brewster. Keeps the legs churning. Cutting towards the end zone. He's in. Touchdown, Bulldogs! Fire those cannons. Brandon Rainey with the two-yard touchdown run, and the Citadel strikes first here in this rivalry game. Jalen Haney, the defensive lineman, he actually hit Rainey and pushed him into the end zone. Rainey had his back to the goal line, and the defensive lineman came up and hit him and really tossed him right into the end zone. Bulldogs score on their opening possession for the first time in nine games. You have to go back to that Western Carolina game where Rainey was first and started in, inserted into the starting lineup. And the Bulldogs got a touchdown in their opening possession in that game as well. Extra point to our right, up and through for Godek. And with 10.40 to go in the first quarter, the Citadel leading 7 to nothing. As they take the opening possession, they drive 75 yards and they punch it in with a two-yard touchdown run from Brandon Rainey, his ninth rushing touchdown of the season. Timeout on the field. We'll take it with them. VMI will get the football first. Well, 
first for them. When we come back, the Citadel already with points on the board. Bulldogs leading 7-0. Four minutes and change gone by here on the Citadel Sports Network. Attention Charleston and surrounding areas. The colossal $6 billion overstock sell-off is underway at Ashley Home Store. All overstocks, one-of-a-kinds, floor samples, and discontinued items are being sacrificed at extreme drastic price cuts. This is one event you can't afford to miss with up to 70% off only at Ashley Home Store in North Charleston. Bulldog fans, this is Luke Morrow for the Citadel Brigadier Foundation. If you're already a member, thank you. But if you're an alum, friend, or fan of the Citadel who has yet to join, well, they'd love to talk to you about the benefits of supporting Citadel Athletics. Did you know the Citadel Brigadier Foundation is the only way Citadel raises money for athletic scholarships? Membership includes benefits to all sports at the Citadel, but best of all, it's about the student-athletes getting a Citadel education. So give them a call to find out more at 953-5277. That's 953-5277. Attention shoppers, attention shoppers. The colossal $6 million overstock sell-off is happening now at Ashley Home Store. We've trucked in tons of merchandise from the warehouse. Extreme price cut store-wide. Up to 70% off living rooms, bedrooms, dining rooms, mattresses, accessories, and more. First come, first save. Only at Ashley Home Store in North Charleston. The Bulldogs score on their opening possession in a game for the first time in nine tries. They lead 7-0, 10.40 to go in the first quarter here against VMI just underway. The Bulldogs took that opening kick. They traveled 75 yards on eight plays in four minutes and 20 seconds. It was their sixth scoring drive this year of more than 75 yards. They had two of them last year against VMI. And Brandon Rainey with the two-yard touchdown run to get the Bulldogs on the board first here today. Well, that's the way to start this game. Strike first. And Brandon Rainey, three for three on the drive with 54 yards when passing the football. Two of those completions going to Riley Webb. And Joku with the catch as well. The Citadel threw on their first play of the game for just the second time all year. Came out throwing. Rainey got him down there with his arm, finished it with his leg. 7-0, the Citadel leading, and VMI will get their first crack. Got an offensive possession here today. Back deep for the Kedets. To the right of the kicker is Jackson. And to the left of the kicker, where it's headed into the uh, goal line, it's going to bounce and kick out of the back of the end zone for a goal for uh, for a touchback. And letting it do so for VMI was uh, number eight. Ooh, I don't even have a number eight on the roster, <laughs> if I'm seeing that number correctly. So VMI will begin after the touchback, first and ten. From their own 25, traveling right to left towards the north end of Johnson Haygood Stadium. In the gold pants, gold helmets, white jerseys with red trim around the shoulders, red jersey numbers, and Reese Sudinski. Second in the nation in pass attempts begins in the gun. Running back to his right, takes the snap. They're going to sweep it to the left side with Ramsey. Ramsey trying to get the edge, is wrapped up in the backfield and brought down for a loss of a yard on the play by who else but Willie Eubanks, the defensive player of the month for... uh, for the Southern Conference. So it's a loss of a yard. VMI goes no huddle. They uh, average a snap every 20 seconds, which is even quicker than what we saw last week from Sanford. Second and 11 from their own 24. Ball on the left hash for Udinsky. He's in the gun. Two receivers right, one left. Ramsey, the running back, to his left. Udinsky drops back to throw for the first time. Steps up, lobs it to the far side. It's deflected and knocked away. Destin Mack breaking up the pass attempt. At the uh, VMI sideline, far end of the field, as they were trying to go to Jacob Harris, it'll be third and 11. And Jacob Harris is 6'4". 
he is a long, lanky guy, and uh, he had a mismatch size-wise there. You'll see a lot of different receivers used for VMI. The running backs are led by Alex Ramsey, who's averaging six yards a carry this season. He's to the right side of Udinsky on third and 11 from their own 24 for VMI. Bulldogs showing pressure. Three receivers right, one left. Udinsky changes the play at the line of scrimmage. Play clock down to four. Udinsky in the gun, takes the snap, drops back to throw on third and long, fires it over the center of the field. High arcing pass, caught. No, it's broken up. Originally, it was in the hands of Jacob Harris for a first down in Citadel territory, and then it was ripped out of there. As in on the coverage was Chris Beverly along with Destin Mack, and VMI will go three and out on their opening possession. Mack at six foot even, taking on the 6'4", Jacob Harris, and breaking up that play. 17th time this year, VMI has gone three and out offensively. They did it twice in their loss last week against Wofford. And on to punt for the first time is Reed King, 28th punt of the year. Lane Botkin standing back at his own 35. King awaiting the snap from his 12, gets it. He's under pressure. That ball may have been tipped. It's a low line drive kick that bounds its way to Bakken. He scoops it up at the 32 on the near side, comes to the far sideline, or the near sideline, I should say, and he's tackled from behind by Tucker. After a short return of maybe a yard, the Bulldogs will begin at the 33. One of the keys we talked about was special teams making a big play we've seen punts blocked and we've seen a field goal blocked that almost was a blocked punt last year the bulldogs against vmi blocked a punt and also blocked an extra point and they'll try to get after the kicker once again today timeout on the field the citadel they score in their first possession vmi goes three and out on their first possession and the bulldogs offense will get it back when we come back 9:45 to go first quarter at the citadel leading seven to nothing here on the citadel sports network This is Micah Ponce, the communications guy of Berkeley Electric Cooperative, and we're willing to pay you to live smart and save more. Co-op members can take advantage of our Ecobee Smart Thermostat program and receive up to $300 in rebates. Not only do you basically get the thermostat for free, you also save on your bill and can adjust your home's temperature from anywhere at any time. If you want to know more, just give us a call or visit us online at berkeleyelectric.coop. Berkeley Electric Cooperative is your touchstone energy cooperative. Buying a home is a big financial decision, so you need a strong team working on your mortgage. That team is at South Atlantic Bank. Decisions are made right here in our community by mortgage professionals who really know the low country. South Atlantic Bank offers competitive rates and terms on loans for home purchase or refinance. If you need a mortgage loan, you need the mortgage loan professionals at South Atlantic Bank. South Atlantic Bank Mortgage Group, providing the keys to home ownership. to go here in the first quarter. Just underway. The Citadel with a 7-0 lead and getting the ball back after VMI went 3-and-out on their opening possession. And the Bulldogs will begin first and 10 at their own 33 here on take two offensively. The Citadel so far have been without Clay Harris. Remember, he did not play at all in the second half last week after dinging up his shoulder on the final play of the second quarter. And we have yet to see him on the field, though Coach told us pregame he would be available today. But Logan Billings making his first career start. He's out there at the B-back, and now he gets his first carry, exploding through a hole 
on the left side of the line of scrimmage up to the 39-yard line, and Billings takes his first carry of the day for six yards on first down. And that's the way you got to be on first down. You can't get three and a half yards. You need to get four to five yards, and that's what we did there. Second and four for the Bulldogs at their own 39. After the carry for Billings, just his fourth carry of the year, and that was actually the longest carry of his career. He's still at the B-back position. Three wide receivers for Rainey, who's under center on second and short. He's going to run the option, triple option right side, keeps it himself, and he gets spun around in the backfield and dropped to the natural grass surface here at Johnson Haygood Stadium. Nowhere to go. Jordan Ward in the backfield making the stop. One of the things about last week's game was Rainey was a little limited in what he could do because they weren't sure that knee was going to respond the way it has. Now, this week, since he's better, you may see more B-back action. Rainey up under center on a third and four for the Bulldogs at the 39. Two receivers both to the left side. They're going to hand it off to Logan Billings, who zooms between the tackles for a first down up to the 47. It's a pickup of eight for Billings, and he keeps the drive alive. You know, I made a comment to you when the teams came out to warm up. The last team that wore the colors with minus the red that VMI is wearing, they lost that game. Mm-hmm. And we are playing with the same kind of emotion and passion today as we did at Georgia Tech. Good start to the day for Logan Billings. Two carries for 14 yards at the B-back in his first career start. Rainey going to keep it himself, running to the right side with a triple option. Tries to cut up the right hash mark, and he's only able to get a yard. Dropped at the 48. So a pickup of one will be second and nine for the Citadel. Very impressive before the game got started. Of course, the Corps marches in for the Citadel, but they were joined on the field by the 500 Corps members of VMI. It was a very impressive sight. Standing room only crowd today. VMI, they have packed those bleachers across from us that fit only about 500. Half of, uh, half of those 500 are the freshmen from VMI. The other half, VMI faithful in their red. Here's a second and nine for the Citadel. They go back to Logan Billings, who spills ahead towards midfield, running right up the heels of his center, Hayden Hawes. It's going to be a pickup of two for Billings right to midfield, and the Bulldogs will have a third and seven. Also in that group of people across the way is a VMI band. Yeah. And that's a trip bands don't usually get to make. Third and seven for the Citadel from midfield. The Bulldogs converting 43% of their third downs this year. And on the opening drive, they were one for one. Third and seven from midfield. Rainey under center. Two receivers left, one right. That's Riley Webb. Rainey's going to drop back to throw. He's pressured. Nowhere to go. He's sacked from behind. And the Bulldogs will have to punt it away. Rainey was flushed to his left. There was more pressure over there. Jared Richmond rushed him right up the center. And then one of his teammates came to clean up the sack. And the Citadel will have to punt on fourth and 12. It was a uh, corner blitz from the outside linebacker, Noah Perlman. And he came from the edge and just on the back side, and Rainey never saw him. So the Citadel will have to punt on fourth and long. And it'll be Gage Russell handling the punting once again today. He's going to roll right, do a rugby kick, a low-line drive boot that bounces around the 25, skips its way all the way inside the five, and it's going to be down at about the two-yard line for the Bulldogs by Ryland Ayers. Gage Russell, the backup punter, doing his best Matt Campbell impersonation as he boots it. Timeout. 53 yards and downs it at the two where it came to a rest. And VMI is going to be backed up. 6.15 to go here in the first quarter. Bulldogs leading 7 to nothing. VMI will start their second possession at their own two when we come back here on the Citadel Sports Network. All my sweet chicken, chicken, little to prove. 
give me back free food and beer when all I needed was to taste your hot and fresh tenders. You give me back 10%, but you got 100% of my soul. Just can't get enough. Kicking chicken. Think a utility vehicle should do more than take you places? So does Kubota. That's why our sidekick is built to do it all. With epic versatility and top speeds of 40 miles per hour. Climb more. Tow more. Go faster. Cross over to more. Get behind the wheel of a Kubota Sidekick utility vehicle to feel the difference. If you're on the hunt for a new Kubota, come see the helpful experts at Steen Enterprises. I'm Adam Steen. We appreciate your business. Faster internet is better. And right now, Home Telecom will increase your internet speed free for three months. So multiple users won't slow things down. Plus better streaming and faster downloads. Visit HomeSC.com and increase your speed free for three months from Home Telecom. Six fifteen to go, first quarter with the Citadel leading seven to nothing, and VMI will begin their second possession backed up at their own two after a beautiful punt from Gage Russell, filling in for Matt Campbell for the second straight week. Campbell punted, did some punting in practice on Thursday. It'd be a game time decision today. The Citadel thought maybe they'd have him back. He's unavailable, so Gage Russell punting for the second straight week, and he just delivered a nice one of fifty-three yards down to the two. Russell was the punter two years ago, the starting punter for the Citadel two years ago. So the last time VMI was here in town, Russell was handling the punting duties. And VMI will begin first and ten of their own two-yard line. A wide receiver on each side for Udinsky who starts under center. Ramsey in the end zone. He's going to get the hands off. He's uh, trying to get out of the goal line, and they're going to spot him at the half foot. They handed it off to Ramsey. He went running to the left side, and the Citadel, they were ready for it with Chris Beverly in the backfield, Willie Eubanks back there, and Ramsey spotted just outside the goal line. He got hit right at the line, stood him straight up, just as he had gotten beyond the goal line. Now they're just going to have to sneak it to try to create some room, and there's not much push up front for Udinsky. There's a little push going on in the back, though. Colby Ryder, the tight end, shoving uh, one of the Bulldogs. Yeah, him and uh, Marquise Blunt mixing it up. They spotted the one-yard line after the quarterback sneak, so it's third and 11 from the one. Give Udinsky about half a yard on that keeper. Both teams sending in squad subs here before a third and long. VMI at the one. They need some yards just to be able to punt it away cleanly. And we know that special teams is already a concern for the Kidets. Three receivers right, one left for Udinsky, who's in the gun. With Ramsey to his left, standing in the end zone. They're going to hand it off to Ramsey, running to the right side. He's wrapped up at the line of scrimmage by Aaron Brawley, and he plows ahead to about the six to pick up a five for Ramsey, the six-foot, 225-pound running back. But it's fourth and long, and VMI will have to punt it away from their own end zone. They had nowhere to go. The Bulldog defense was right there on the money, and uh, they, they've got to do something to try to loosen them up. But so far, it's not working, and as far as I'm concerned, that's a good thing. Lane Bakken standing at the VMI 45, awaiting the punt. And Reed King going to have to make sure he can get this away cleanly. From the own end zone, he gets the kick away, nearly blocked again. And it bounces down at the 38, trickles across the 45, and will come to a stop at about the 48-yard line. All things considered, a pretty good kick for Reed, 46 yards. Or, pardon me. Uh, 42 yards out close to midfield. 
And the Citadel offense will begin their third possession in VMI territory. So far, the game plan is working for the Bulldogs. Again, the edges are there for them to run and or pass. First and 10, the VMI 48 ball will be snapped from the right hash. Rainey under center. Sends Njoku in motion. He's going to drop back and throw. Slant pass over the middle to Riley Webb, who's too low. Couldn't be scooped off the grass. And that's the first incompletion for Rainey today. It'll bring up second and 10 for the Bulldogs. He was open, but the ball was just thrown more toward his knee than his waist. If it had been a little higher, uh, he would have made that catch, Riley Webb. Webb with a pair of catches today, though no touchdowns. That's odd to see. Entered the day with seven catches, six ending in the end zone. Second and ten for the Bulldogs from the VMI 48. Rainey under center. He'll go back to the ground game. He hands off to Logan Billings. Billings may have fumbled it. Came across the line of scrimmage. Got low bridge. He was upended around the 45, and the ball popped free. VMI recovers it at their own 46, and the Citadel, that great field position, they turn it over on the second play of the possession. Remember, Logan Billings thought he fumbled his first attempt of the year as well, but it was overturned on a review. And now this time he does fumble it away and turn it over as the Bulldogs commit their seventh turnover of the year. He gets a pat on the head from the coaching staff as he comes off. Shake it off, shake it off. Liam Coffin looks like it was the one that recovered it. I'm not sure who forced it in a crowd around the line of scrimmage for VMI. So the cadets begin first and 10 at the 46. They're going to sweep it right side for Ramsey. Zigzags across the 45, dancing up to midfield. They'll pick up four on first down. He'll bring up second and six. Before too long, you're going to see that VMI is going to try to exploit that size difference that they have with Jacob Harris. Second and six for VMI at midfield. Both teams... Subbing in a player. Udinski drops back to throw on second down. Steps up, zips it over the center of the field. It's caught by a leaping Harris in Citadel territory at the 39. Running between the hashes, he carries a defender up to the 29. Ten yards after the catch. And overall, it goes for 21 to Harris for a first down. Once again, just as I said, they had that mismatch, and he was wide open across the middle. Two receivers left and right. Hurry up offense for VMI. They hand it off to Alex Ramsey on first down. He was trying to run left. Then he cut it back up the center of the field and pushing the pile. He's going to carry a crowd up to the 23. It's a pickup of six. And Dalton Owens was slow to get up for the Citadel. He's going to drop back down to the grass so that Andy Clausen could come back out and look at him. And it appears that uh, Anthony Britton's helmet popped off, so he's going to have to come out as well. Bulldogs are playing without Sean Thomas Faulkner in the first half. He was ejected last week for a targeting call in the second half of the game, so he has to sit out the first half, and the Bulldogs missing him in the secondary, but he'll, uh, he'll be out there starting with the third quarter as freshman Andy Please Davis is starting in a spot. To three minutes and 13 seconds. Thank you. Owens back up on his feet. He'll jog off to the sidelines on his own. And VMI will have a second and four from the Citadel 23 following the Logan Billings fumble. Chris Beverly had a good game last week, even in the loss. And uh, I would I would venture to say he might, uh, might try to pick off one of those passes. 3-4 defense for the Citadel, coordinated by Tony Grantham in his first year. The Bulldogs allowing 32 points per game. They gave up 32 to Yudinski and VMI a year ago. 
Here comes a jet sweep right to left on second down and not much running room. Getting back to about the line of scrimmage, maybe to the 23, was the ball carrier, Leroy Thomas, the freshman wide receiver with his first carry of the year. Sets up third and four at the Citadel 23. Three receivers all to the left side for VMI. They hurry on to the football. They snap it to Ramsey. Ramsey finds a hole between his left guard and tackle, cuts it up into the red zone, and he's close to the first down marker. He has enough for a first down around the Citadel 18. It's a six-yard carry for Ramsey. He's pretty much the only guy that runs the ball for them outside of the quarterback. First and ten for VMI at the Citadel 18. No huddle offense. Three receivers right, one left. For Udinsky, Ramsey to his right. Bulldogs with four men at the line of scrimmage. Udinsky takes the snap, hands back to Ramsey. Ramsey's tripped up around the line of scrimmage and goes tumbling ahead to the 17, maybe the 16. Give him a, a yard or two. He'll bring up second and eight. No huddle offense remains. VMI snaps the football on average every 20 seconds. Two receivers right, one left. Udinsky in the gun. H back left, running back to his left. They're going to uh, play action with Ramsey. Udinsky lobs to the end zone, and it's uh, unable to be hauled in by Jacob Harris, who is reaching upwards, trying to uh, pull it in with a, with a snow cone type of catch in the goal line. Instead, it'll be third and long. They are picking on Mack. They know about the size differential, six foot versus six four, and they, Mack is answering the bell every time. So third and nine for VMI at the Citadel 17, trailing 7 nothing, 154 to go in the first quarter. VMI converting 40% of their third downs this year. Three receivers right, one left for Udinsky. And there was some movement. It looks like Alex Ramsey flinched in the backfield. Close start. 30-60 offense. Yeah, it was. Defense was moving. Third down. Defense was moving a couple of people around, not giving him any solid look. Joe Douglas. The Sam back. He was jumping in and out, and, and that really confused him. And that's why I had to call the time. Alex Ramsey with the false start. So now five wide receivers on third and 14 for VMI. Three right, two left. Empty backfield for Udinsky. Ball at the 22, needing to get inside the 10. Udinsky back to throw. He's going to dump it left side in the flat to Lara. Lara lowers the shoulder, powers his way inside the 10, and is carried out of bounds at the 9 by Lane Bakken. And so uh, very close to a first down, but not enough. It's going to be fourth and one, and for now the offense remains out there. Citadel had to double team on Harris, and that left the receiver wide open about 10 yards this side of the goal line. Fourth and one for VMI just inside the 10, and the offense is going to stay out there. The Cadets this year, six for 12 on fourth downs. They were one of two last week against Wofford. Play clock down to seven as they move players around. Four receivers to the right side, only Harris to the left side. Play clock at two. Udinsky in the gun, takes the snap. Fourth and one, fader out to the end zone. Jump ball, touchdown catch, Jacob Harris. Working on Lane Bakken, Harris made the jump ball catch at the front pylon, left side of the end zone for his third touchdown of the year. And VMI an extra point away from tying it up with 67 seconds to go in the first quarter. Bakken also at six foot. And that's that mismatch. Four inches may not seem like a lot, but he can elevate. Uh, The receiver, Harris, can really elevate. He had five touchdowns last year, now three this year for the sophomore receiver from Pennsylvania. Here comes the extra point to our left. Snap down, or snap back, spot down, kick up, and good. 
And the extra point added by Grant Clemens. So VMI with a good response. Logan Billings fumbled the football around the VMI 45-yard line. And the Cadets cashing in on that turnover. In fact, for VMI, nearly 25% of their points this year have come off of turnovers. So they're really good with a short field. And they were able to take advantage there to tie up the game 7-7 with a minute 7 to go in the first quarter. Nine-play, 54-yard drive for VMI that took 3-0-4 and ended with a nine-yard touchdown pass from Reese Udinsky to Jacob Harris. For Udinsky now, 11 touchdown passes, no interceptions this season. And he has set the record for most consecutive passes in Southern Conference play without an interception as he's up to 24 pass attempts without a turnover. That's the longest streak in the history of the Southern Conference. So all tied at 7 with 107 to go, and the Bulldogs will get it back following the Logan Billings fumble after the Citadel started with their best field position of the day. Riley Webb back deep to the left of the kicker. Adams deep to the right of the kicker for the Citadel. Here it comes right to left from Clemens, and the ball fell over as Clemens was approaching it. It's windy out there today. You may be able to hear it in the crowd mic from time to time. 78 degrees at opening kickoff. Humidity at 73%. Only a 20% chance of rain, even though it's kind of gloomy. Lights have been on since before the kickoff today. And wind blowing around 16 miles per hour from corner to corner, which could play a factor throughout today's ballgame. Different elements than any other game this year. We're used to 90 and sunny and a beautiful day here in the south. And Today not quite as cool and certainly much windier. Here comes take two on the kickoff, and this time the ball stays upright, and Clemens sends it down on a squib kick to the near side, and it squibs its way inside the five where Riley Webb scoops it up, comes across the 15, goes stumbling ahead to the 18-yard line, and the Citadel will begin at their own 18 after the nice squib kick from Clemens with 103 to go in the first quarter, all tied at seven. Yeah, they don't want to kick it away and give the Citadel any uh, chance to return it. Again, their special teams have not been all that sharp. So the Bulldogs will begin first and 10 at their own 18. The Citadel, they have thrown it on four of 16 plays, which is higher than usual for the Citadel. Rainey three of four through the air today. He's under center on first and 10. Two receivers left, one right. Rainey takes the snap. Going to go back to Billings. So right back to the B-back they go after his fumble on the last offensive play for the Citadel. And this time Billings takes it across the 20 to the 21 for a pickup of three. That's the old confidence builder. All right, son, we know you fumbled it, but we're going to give you another shot. You'll hang on to it. Leads the team with 22 yards today on five carries in his first career start. No Clay Harris yet. We haven't even seen Nwanze yet at the B-back position. Second and seven for the Bulldogs. Rainey back to throw. Quick pass near side to Riley Webb, and it's dropped in and out of his hands at the 29. Probably would have been enough for a first down. Webb with a rare drop, and it sets up third and seven. He was wide open on the near side, right in front of the Citadel bench. He had a uh, defensive cornerback, Caleb Tucker, right on his heels, and I think he tried to catch it and run before he really had the ball. Citadel two for three on third downs today, and faced with a third and seven here from their own 21. 32 seconds left, first quarter, all tied at seven. Rainey under center. He's three of five throwing today. We'll see if he puts it back in the air. Two receivers left, one right for the Bulldogs. Rainey sends Bulmer in motion now into the backfield. He's going to run the triple option left side with Bulmer. Rainey keeps it himself, gets outside the hashes, tries to cut up, but he's brought down at the 24 after a pickup of only three yards. It'll be fourth and four for the Bulldogs, 
And here comes the punting unit for the second time. They do have the wind. I wouldn't say at their back, but it is blowing stiff from the corner where the flagpole is. And a little bit of a swirl to it as well. Bulldogs go three and out for the first time today, 18th time this year, and the first quarter will expire before Siddle gets the ball. Into the first quarter. Come out. And as you can hear with the uh, official's microphone, that wind is blowing flat on the turf as well. So we're through a quarter of play, and we're all tied at seven, with VMI about to get the football back to start quarter number two here in the 75th Military Classic of the South. We pause on the Citadel Sports Network. Hello, Charleston. Football is in the air, and what a great time to become a member of the Citadel Football Association. Since 1984, our goal has been to get the greater Charleston community involved in the Citadel football. Alumni, family, and friends are encouraged to help make a difference by promoting and supporting the CFA. Visit our website for more information at cfabulldogs.org or call 953-5123. We look forward to seeing you this season at Johnson Haygood Stadium. Get involved, make a difference, and remember, it's a great day to be a Bulldog. When you have a piece of property to take care of, you need a perfect partnership. Sparrow and Kennedy and you. Together, we'll get your to-do list done. The John Deere 1 Series tractor is versatile enough to mow the lawn, till a garden, and move dirt. And it's always affordable. With 0% APR for 84 months. Sparrow and Kennedy and you. Emphasis on you. Visit SparrowKennedy.com. Offer ends October 27th. Some restrictions apply. Subject to approved credit. Up to a 20% down payment may be required. See dealer for details. Start of the second quarter, the Citadel in a punting situation here, all tied at seven. Following a one quarter at play in the 75th military classic of the South between these two, the Bulldogs struck first, VMI just responded, and now the Citadel going three and out. So VMI with a touchdown drive. Well, first a forced turnover. They forced a fumble, then a touchdown drive. Now they force a three and out. And Gage Russell will have to punt it away for the second time today here to begin the second quarter. In the fourth quarter, it's Tulane leading Army 28-21. Michigan leading Iowa 10-3 in the early moments of the fourth quarter. Penn State with about a minute to go in the third quarter, leading Purdue 28-7. Maryland with two minutes left to go in the third quarter, beating Rutgers 48-7. Oklahoma leads Kansas in the early moments of the fourth quarter, 28-7 as well. And here all tied at seven to begin the second quarter. Again, no Matt Campbell today, the all-conference punter for the Bulldogs, unavailable for the second straight week. And so Gage Russell, who was the regular punter in 2017 for the Citadel, handling the punting duties once again today. And on his first try, the junior punted at 53 yards, pinning the uh, VMI cadets back at their own two-yard line at the time. Citadel is winning the time of possession, 420-304. to 304. I'm sorry, let me correct that. That is eight minutes to 551. Citadel first in FCS football in time of possession, as you could imagine, averaging 38 minutes a game. And last week against Sanford in regulation alone, they exceeded 42 minutes in the time of possession battle. 109 snaps on offense last week for the Citadel out in that 93-degree weather. May have worn out their own team as well. Here comes the punt from Gage Russell standing back at his own 10, awaiting the snap. 
He's going to roll right, rugby kick. It's a low kick that bounces at his own 39, takes a big hop inside uh, VMI or inside of the Citadel territory across midfield and into the 40. And he originally bounced at the VMI 39, ends at about the Citadel 37. Needs to get a little height on that ball as uh, A.J. Mallory almost got a hand on it. It was such a low liner. Looks like a ground ball off the foot of Gage Russell. <laughs> and so VMI will begin at their own 37. That's the uh, the differing styles. Russell is one of those rugby type of kickers. As opposed to what we've seen from Matt Campbell the last year and a half. Who's a true punter for the Bulldogs. So VMI will begin first and 10 at their own 37-yard line. Time call while they get the chains reset. 39-yard punt from Russell, and most of that coming after originally touched down. Yudinski begins on the gun, first and 10. Three receivers all to the right side. They're going to sweep it to the left side. Ramsey spinning up towards the 40, about to the 41. And it's a pickup of four on first down for the junior running back. Ramsey coming off a career game last week against Wofford. Had a career-high 28 carries for a career-high 207 yards with a career-high three touchdowns becoming just the eighth cadet all-time to rush for over 200 yards in program history. From their own 41, it's second and six. They go back to Ramsey, running behind his left guard. He's wrapped up by Owens, trying to move ahead for a couple extra. They'll stop his forward progress at the 43, so give him two yards. They'll be third and four. Middle of the defensive line really stacked him up there. Good read on the play by them. Now Owens will check out. Dewey Green will come in on a potential passing situation. Third and four for VM, VMI, their own 43. Udinski in the gun. Three receivers right, one left. Ramsey sidecar right for the quarterback, who changes the play call from the sideline. 6'4", 224-pound junior from Pennsylvania. Yudinski already holding records for VMI amongst their quarterbacks all time. Takes the snap at the knees on third and four. Stands in a clean pocket. Now he's pressured. He has to dump it to Ramsey in the left flat. And Ramsey's upended by Bakken. Coming in like a torpedo to take him out. Short of the sticks around the 46. It's going to be fourth and two in VMI. They're going to keep the offense out there. Well, it's just about two yards to go. They're going to probably try to pass it. From their own 45, they hand it off to Ramsey, running behind his left guard. He stood up. Was he able to get enough push? Needed the 47. Yeah. And it looks like he got it to keep the drive alive. VMI able to convert on the fourth down. Defense played it well, but he just did get the first down. So VMI two for two on fourth down today. They're playing the role of the Bulldogs from a week ago. The Citadel was very aggressive in their fourth down decision-making. VMI two for two on fourth downs here in the first half today. Two minutes into the second quarter, all tied at seven. Fresh set of downs from their own 47 for VMI. Yudinski in the gun, running back to his right. Three receivers right, one left. Yudinski pointing out the defense, arms extended, takes the snap, drops back to throw. Here comes the pressure. He rolls left, he's grabbed, and he's brought down back at the 34-yard line. Big loss on the play as Yudinski is sacked, and it'll be second along. Second sack of the year for Marquise Blount. His fourth of his career. So they spot it back at the 35-yard line. It's second and 22. And that's the 17th time Yudinski's been sacked this year in five and a half games. Drops back to throw on second along. He's going to dump it right at the line of scrimmage. And a uh, short gain running between the tackles. He's trying to turn it upfield. It's that number eight again. 
And according to the PA announcer, that's Corey Britty, who usually wears number one. So I guess Corey Britty, the backup running back, is wearing number eight. He left his jersey at home. Ah. I've done that before. <laughs> Third and 18 for VMI. It was a pickup of only four for for uh, Corey Brighty in the new uniform. So third and 18 now for VMI. Udinski in the gun, back to throw, and again, going to dump it off right flat to Brighty. A lot of running space. He's across midfield, and then he's bounced out of bounds by Destin Mack at the Citadel 48. He needed to get to the 43, only gets the 48. He'll be fourth and five, and here comes the punting team. So VMI will punt from Citadel Territory and try to pin the Bulldogs deep. Reed King with 27 punts prior to today. Seven of them he put inside the 20. And this will be already his third punt today. Takes the snap, gets the kick away. Botkin inside his own 10. Roams to the near sideline, lets the ball sail over his head, and it's going to go out of bounds. Inside the five, let's see where they spot it. Right at the three. Good punt from King. As he puts it at the three-yard line, a 45-yard kick from Reed King. Eighth time, he's left one inside the 20. Timeout. And the Citadel begin first and 10 at their own. Now they're going to put it at the four. First and 10 at their own four for the Citadel after the nice punt from King. Timeout on the field, 10.52 to go first half. And we're all tied at seven here on the Citadel Sports Network. The Marina Variety Store Restaurant, a Charleston institution since 1963. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, or all three. And for a change of pace, slip into Salty Mike's for live music every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. The Marina Variety Store Restaurant at the Charleston City Marina on Lockwood Drive, which means one of the best views in the city. And when diners write reviews, you'll always get words like best, great, and exceptional. The Marina Variety Store Restaurant. As a business owner, you have problems that need effective and specific solutions. For the best business solutions, contact the office people. We're an award-winning, minority-owned and operated business that has been serving the Southeast for over 20 years. For everything from AV installation to office interiors to document imaging systems, let the office people help your business. Call 843-769-7774 or visit theofficepeople.com. That's 843-769-7774. to go in the first half, all tied at 7. And the Bulldogs will begin their next possession backed up to their own 4-yard line after a nice punt that went out of bounds inside the 5 from Reed King. And so we're starting field position today for the Citadel, trying to get things going once again offensively. A little bit of hole of blue sky peeking through now, and the sun is also trying to peek its way through. Citadel scoring on their opening possession today for the first time in nine games, but they have followed that up with a pair of punts and a fumble that resulted in a short field and the tying touchdown for VMI. Bulldogs with 91 yards of offense so far in the four possessions, and 75 of those yards came on the touchdown drive. So 16 yards of offense their last three possessions. They're trying to kick it back into high gear. They start at their own four, reining up under center on first and ten. Takes the snap. He's going to keep it himself to the right side. Moves up behind his right tackle. Crosses the five up to the six. It's a pickup of two for the quarterback on first down. 
Also leading the way in the blocking there was Wanze. Remus Bulmer will check in. And Njoku will come out for the Bulldogs. Brandon Rainey today, seven carries for just nine yards, but does have the touchdown. And his running has not produced the, the same efficiency since that left knee injury against Georgia Tech three weeks ago now. Second and eight, he's going to drop back to throw. Quick pass, far side, it's caught at the 15, but then wrapped up and brought down around the 18 is Ryan McCarthy, tackled by Caleb Tucker. He tried to outrun him. McCarthy with a first down pickup up to the 18. McCarthy almost bobbled that ball after the catch, but he got it back in. As soon as the defender made contact with him, you saw him almost lose the ball but reach around with his free arm to grab it and pull it to his chest. Third catch of the year for McCarthy. It goes for 12 yards on the first down. So the Citadel with a first and 10 at their own 18 with a long way to go on this possession. Rainey now four of six throwing the football. He's under center. Play action. He's going to throw again on first down. He fires it behind Raleigh Webb, who had space, running a slant in between the hashes around the 35, and Rainey threw it well behind him. He didn't stand a chance at second down. Rainey just shaking his head. He knows that one's on him. But he was. He was wide open to going across the middle. Webb usually too quick for the defenders and maybe too quick for his own quarterback there as Brandon Rainey did not lead him. Certainly nearly enough. Threw it behind Webb as he was cutting up the center of the field. Second and ten for the Bulldogs from their own 18 after the incompletion. Two receivers left, one right. Rainey under center, and he's going to go back to uh, on the ground attack, handing it off to his B-back and Lanze, who plowed right into his own offensive line. Nowhere to go, no running room. Another tackle made around the line of scrimmage by Ward, who's been active. Jordan Ward with another stop. On the carry, number 32, Amike and Lanze. And they're actually going to give Nwanze a loss of a yard on the play. So it's third and 11 for the Citadel at their own 17. Both teams have sort of settled down now. They've kind of made the adjustments that they need to make. Both McCarthy and Webb split out wide to the left side. One receiver up to the right side. Dropping back to throw is Rainey. He rolls left. He fires up the near sideline to McCarthy. He gets tripped up with a defender. Both fall to the ground. Around the VMI 45, and no flag is going to be thrown as the legs got tangled between A.J. Smith and McCarthy. The ball was a little bit overthrown. McCarthy went tumbling down, couldn't make an effort. And the Bulldogs will have to kick it away on fourth and long. I wonder if they'll review that. It, it probably was an uncatchable ball, and that's probably why they won't. But he let it go, and before he could really get to it, he was touched by the defender. So the Citadel will have to punt for a third time. Gage Russell inside his five, gets the snap, and he gets the punt away. End over end into uh, Citadel territory where it's taken on a hop by Brigman at his own 33. Makes a man miss, crosses the 35, and then he's grabbed around the shoulder pads and brought down at the 36. So a short return by Brigman, tackled by Aaron Reed, and VMI will begin first and 10 of their own 36. Timeout on the field. Timeout. As Jeff Page confirms, 8.34 to go in the first half. And VMI getting the football back now. They just dropped the flag after spotting the football at the 36-yard line. 8.34 to go first half, all tied at 7. VMI going to start this possession at the 36, but apparently a penalty on that kick return. 
So we'll take a break, and we'll get you the call when we come back. VMI may have to back it up. But VMI with the football, all tied at 7 here on the Citadel Sports Network. From the beaches to the far reaches of the low country, when it comes to savings and service, Jones marks the spot. Rush to Jones Ford in North Charleston to save on your next newer pre-owned vehicle and trust the family with over 100 years of experience to care for your vehicle at our state-of-the-art service and collision center. When it comes to savings and service, Jones marks the spot. Jones Ford in North Charleston at the corner of Rivers and Remount, just off I-26, exit 211A. Visit us online at jonesford.com. If you know she's the perfect one, let us help you create the perfect ring. At Scatel's Manufacturing Jewelers, we're your full-service jewelry manufacturer. You see, we eliminate the middleman and create your special ring all on site. And with our free diamond seminar and vast loose diamond selection, you're assured of the right decision while getting the best value. Scatelor, you lover. Scatel's Manufacturing Jewelers, locally owned in Mount Pleasant and Charleston. Eight thirty-four to go in the first half. All tied at 7. Right now, VMI, their line of scrimmage should be in this drive as their own 36 following a civil punt, but we told you just before we went to break that they dropped a pair of flags. Very well after the play ended. So some penalties. There's one at the 35 on the near side of the field. There's one on the far end of the field at 33. And then they went over to talk with Coach Brent Thompson, and then they said they were reviewing the play. So let's see if we get a call from Jeff Page to figure out what exactly is going on. After review, it was determined that the receiving team had 12-minute formation at the snap. That's a five-yard penalty enforcing the dead ball spot. All right, so VMI with 12 guys out on the field and still didn't uh, help them a ton, but they'll back up five yards. And now they're sorting out where to spot it. But it'll be inside the 30 for VMI to begin this possession after the penalty. The officials uh, realized it after the play and confirmed it upon the video replay, and now they'll spot it at the 27. So VMI will begin first and 10 of their own 27 after the penalty. And a replay booth may have spotted 12 men and may have said to them in their ear, guys, we need to review that because of the way the flags were dropped. One in front of the VMI bench and one in front of the Citadel. Yeah, I'm sure that is what happened. And most importantly, they got it right. It's a good thing they didn't miss the call. But that's twice now. The other was, uh, I think, the Georgia Tech game mm-hmm. where they, in that case they miscounted, came back and said, no, actually there were only 11 guys. <laughs> this time they said 11. Oh, no, actually there were 12 guys. So VMI will begin first and 10 at their own 27 after the penalty and the punt. Udinsky in the gun, hands off to Ramsey, running to the left side, cuts around his tackle in between the hashes. He crosses the 30 and plows ahead to the 32, a pickup of five on first down for the running back. Ramsey's offensive line, their center, Aaron Gallagher, and the right guard, Josh Andre, doing a great job blocking. Two receivers right, one left for Udinsky on second and six. They're going to go back to Ramsey. Tries the right side, now he cuts back left. Shimmies across the 35, up the center of the field between the hashes. He's across the 40 and takes it all the way to the 43. A pickup of 11 and a first down. And a bit of a misdirection play by Ramsey. He got the ball from the quarterback, started to the near side, then cut back, and that's when the over-pursuit 
allowed him the distance. First and 10 from their own 43. They go right back to Ramsey. Running room around the right end. Crosses midfield and then trips up and falls inside the Citadel 45 up to the 44. It's a pickup of 13 once again for Ramsey, and he's running it right into Citadel territory. Ramsey is a red shirt junior, 225 pounds, six foot, and he is running with sheer determination. Now he's going to check out, and they're going to go to Corey Brighty, six foot 204, sophomore from Virginia. Bit of a change of speed back for VMI. He's to the left of Udinsky. Two receivers left, one right on first down. Play action to Brighty. Udinsky in the gun. Heaves it up the near sideline, out of bounds. Here comes a flag on a pass interference as Phil Barrett knocked the defender to the ground. On the near side, they were trying to go to Leroy Thomas. He was jostling with Barrett. Barrett's going to get called for defensive pass interference, but that ball sailed out of bounds. That almost looked from up here like uncatchable. One of the officials threw his hat at the uh, sidelines. Pass interference, defense, number 11. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot, automatic first down. That generally means that somebody went out of bounds but must not have been in that case. Yeah, that's true. He did not throw his flag. The only other time they would use their hat is if they already used their flag. His flag remained in his pocket. He threw his hat instead. But they get Barrett for the defensive pass interference. And so VMI now the first and 10 of the Citadel 29. Udinsky in the gun, empty backfield. Three receivers left, two right. Takes a snap on first and 10. Clean pocket. Quick throw near side. It's caught at the 25. And moving upfield, going out of bounds at the 21. After the short catch is Michael Jackson with his second catch of the year. He's not wearing a glove either. (laughs) Their tight end, Colby Ryder, is running the defenders off by about 5 or 10 yards, leaving a man open to curl underneath him. The restaurants are going to be really busy around here tonight. If Michael Jackson calls for a reservation, well, people may be asking some questions about, yeah, it's been a couple years since he passed away. First, uh, second and two, rather, here. Screen screen pass right side to the tight end, Colby Ryder. He's going to pick up a first down to the 17, moving up the right hash mark and getting into the red zone with his fourth catch of the year. Interesting to see an offense that uses a tight end, and Ryder is a big boy. He now goes into the slot left side. Five receivers for Udinsky. First and ten from the Citadel 17. Quick throw and a miscommunication. It's an incompletion. Udinsky threw it to the near sideline. But his receiver was cutting to the center of the field, and Udinsky tapped his chest afterwards, going back to Michael Jackson. It's an incompletion, second and ten. Pointing to his number two on his jersey. He was expecting a zig. He got a zag from Jackson. So second and ten at the Citadel 17. VMI's been really good in the red zone this year. They've scored on 90% of their trips inside the 20, and 71 of those trips result in touchdowns. Second and 10 at the 17, Udinsky in the gun. Play action. Quick throw on an out route, far side. It's caught by Jackson at the 16. Angles to the far sideline, and he's driven out of bounds. Inside the 15, around the 13-yard line, as he was tackled by Jay Howard. They'll bring up third and five. Good pattern. He turned to the outside, and that's where that football was laid out there for him. They spot it at the 13, and it's officially a third and sixth play here for VMI. 6.08 to go, first half, all tied at seven. Udinsky in the gun, three receivers right, one left. Ramsey sidecar left. Bulldogs showing pressure. Third and six for VMI. Udinsky hands off to Ramsey, runs right side with a lot of running space. He's up the right hash inside the 10, inside the five. Close to the goal line, they're going to spot it around the one and a half. So it'll be first and goal for VMI. Ramsey picks up 12. 
I don't know how wide of a foot that uh, side judge Roy Dowdy has. High snap to Udinski. He's just going to have to throw it away. He heaves it out of bounds to the near side for an incompletion. It'll be second and goal. But his foot was right on the line, and he placed the ball on the inside of his foot. That's the thing about Udinski. If you put some pressure on him, he doesn't try to force the ball to somebody. That's why he hadn't been intercepted. He usually throws it away. Started out in the gun and throwing on first and goal from the one. And he's back in the gun again here on second and goal from the one. Two receivers both to the left side. Ramsey to the left of Udinski. They go back to Ramsey. To the right side he goes around his tackle and into the end zone untouched. For the VMI touchdown to go ahead 13-7. Alex Ramsey with the one-yard score. It's his ninth rushing touchdown of the year. And VMI with their first lead of the day. Ramsey is a man possessed when he's running with that football. And he did most of the damage on that drive. He's out of Salem, Virginia. Last year, VMI averaged less than two yards per carry. They could not run the football, and they really didn't try very much. But this year, Ramsey himself averaging six yards a carry, and he's already up over 600 yards this year as the extra point is up and good for Clemens to our right. Ramsey averaging 110 rushing yards per game, and this season he already has twice as many rushing yards as he had all of last year. So VMI figured out this rushing attack. And Ramsey, in his fourth year now playing at VMI, is much improved. And he's having success today here in Charleston. 5.37 to go first half. And before we uh, before we take that timeout, let's first take a 10-second timeout for stations to identify themselves coast-to-coast and worldwide across the Citadel Sports Network. WQNT, AM 1450, W254BK, 102.1, Charleston, W221CI, 92.1, Somerville, Kirkman Broadcasting Stations. All right, now with that in the books, 5.37 to go in the first half. VMI just took the lead. They're up 14-7. to 7. Bulldogs will get it back when we come back. Right here on the Citadel Sports Network. Bulldog fans, this is Luke Morrow for the Citadel Brigadier Foundation. If you're already a member, thank you. But if you're an alum, friend, or fan of the Citadel who has yet to join, well, they'd love to talk to you about the benefits of supporting Citadel Athletics. Did you know the Citadel Brigadier Foundation is the only way Citadel raises money for athletic scholarships? Membership includes benefits to all sports at the Citadel, but best of all, it's about the student-athletes getting a Citadel education. So give them a call to find out more at 953-5277. That's 953-5277. When it comes to your favorite team, you've got a lot to be passionate about. Same is true with the all-new adventure-ready Ford Ranger. Once you experience the boundary-pushing off-road tech and legendary Ford toughness, you'll become a big fan of Ranger, too. The only adventure gear built Ford tough. Drive it home. Drive it now. Drive it like a Ford. See your Carolina Ford dealer. Proud sponsor of today's game. VMI with their first lead of the day, 14-7 with 5.37 to go in the first half. VMI just uh, got the go-ahead score on an Alex Ramsey one-yard touchdown run. So it was a 10-play drive, traveling 73 yards in 2 minutes and 57 seconds for VMI. And Ramsey with his ninth rushing touchdown of the year. The Bulldogs now trailing. They need to get this offense going. They scored in their opening possession, going 75 yards for the score. Since then, they have run 16 plays for 23 yards. And they have punted it away three times. Their other possession ended with a fumble. 
they have two first downs in their last four possessions. And Brandon Rainey, after starting the day three for three, throwing the football, he's just one of his last five. Here comes another squib kick down the center of the field. Webb scoops it up at the 10. Streaks across the 20, across the 30, up the right hash to the 33. And the Citadel will start with pretty good field position, needing to put a good drive together with 5.31 to go and now trailing 14-7. to That was a knuckleball on the ground, and he fielded it right between his knees and just kept a low profile, went right up the middle where there was an alley for him. They'll spot it actually back at the 31, so the Citadel starts there in their right hash, moving right to left across your dial here in the second quarter towards the north end of Johnson Haygood Stadium. The Citadel wearing the white pants, Citadel blue jersey tops. Rainey on first and 10, takes the snap, turns, gives to Billings. Billings running between the tackles, grinds across the 35, and up to the 37, a pickup of six, and some tough running for the B-back. Left guard Jonathan Toole was the one that opened that hole for him. Brings up second and four for the Bulldogs at their own 37. And Logan Billings with six carries now for 28 yards. He's their leading rusher. We have yet to see Clay Harris and Nwanze with just one carry so far. Second and short, they're going to rocket toss it to the left side for Smith. Gets outside the corner, across the numbers at the 40, and up to about the 45 for a first down. Dante Smith finally tackled on the play by Jalen Haney. It's a first down. Cameron Roberts, the tight end for the Bulldogs, was leading the blocking out on the edge there. And the rocket toss works for a first down. First carry for Dante Smith. It's a good one. First and 10 for the Bulldogs at their own 45. 4.35 to go, first half. Rainey, play action, back to throw, fires it up the left seam. It's incomplete, too high for Riley Webb, who tried to make the one-hand reaching grab over his helmet, couldn't haul it in. It's second down. That's three times today that Riley has been open and just can't quite connect with Rainey. After completing his first three pass attempts, Rainey now one of his last six. Well, you wonder if Rainey's a little juiced or if he's just trying too hard. Playing with a compression sleeve on that left knee that he injured against Georgia Tech three weeks back. He's under center on second and ten, a receiver in each direction. They're going to run the option right side, and it is blown up in the backfield. Tossed to Remus Bulmer, goes in the wrong direction. He's brought down back around the 30. It's a loss of 15 on the play, and it's going to be third and a mile for the Citadel. Boy, in the film room tomorrow, they're going to look at that, and Rainey's going to say, I made the wrong read. Mm-hmm. He had a hole wide open. They were closing on him, but they were also closing on the man he pitched the ball to. Yeah, looking at the replay for Rainey, it would have been a loss of only two or three. Instead, he tried to pitch it further backwards, and Bulmer ended up losing 15. And now that sets up a third and 23 for the Citadel, back at their own 32. Rainey back to throw on third and long. Quick pass near side for Raleigh Webb. Catches it, turns it upfield across the 35. He's grabbed by a trio of defenders at the 40. Wrestled down to the grass. And so it's an eight-yard completion to Raleigh Webb. The Bulldogs, however, needed 23 yards. And on fourth and long, they'll punt it away with 3.35 to go in the first half. Dante Smith, the A-back. It's a first time out of the half. This is a 30-second timeout. The A-back tried to get the, uh, the defender out to the sideline and they just snuck the receiver up underneath him, but just not a whole lot of yards there. Already a season-high three catches for uh, Riley Webb. The Bulldogs have to punt it away on 4th and 15 from their own 40. VMI using their first timeout to stop the clock and save as much time as they can for their offensive possession. 3.36 to go, first half. VMI leading 14-7. to 7. 
And the Bulldogs just can't get anything going here offensively. One first down on this possession, now a punt. And on the last five offensive possessions, the Bulldogs have just three first downs. And only 38 yards of offense on the five possessions. Here comes the kick from Gage Russell, backup punter filling in for Matt Campbell. He's been busy today. Fourth punt in the first half for Russell. VMI with two return men standing back at their own 25. Rugby kick rolling to the right side. Kick bounces at the 30-yard line, trickles down to the VMI 21, and it's down there. So VMI will begin first and 10 at their own 21 with 3.26 left in the first half and a pair of timeouts to work with. And the Keydets will get it to start the second half, so they have a chance to sandwich scores here, put together back-to-back scores, and build potentially a three-score lead. Core across the way, waving their red pom-poms in their white uniforms of the day for VMI. They've been the ones making a lot of the noise lately. The Citadel, they haven't had a, a lot to cheer about here on this side of the stadium of late for the Bulldogs. Udinski begins in the gun, first and ten, three receivers right, one left. Takes the snap, play action, he pump fakes, he's wrapped up and he's swallowed in the backfield. Sacked by Dalton Owens, back around the 14-yard line, second sack of Owens' career. Got all over him. He just came blowing in there. Nobody got him. He kind of scraped the uh, left guard and just came flying in there. Great play by him. Second and 16 from their own 15. Set up a screen right side. It's caught over the shoulder by Ramsey, and he's upended. Back at the line of scrimmage here in the near sideline. The Citadel, they were ready for it. Destin Mack came in. Dalton Owens was over there. Eubanks in the area. And it's going to be third and 17. Timeout. Citadel, their first timeout of the half. This is 30-second timeout. And now the Citadel will use a timeout to try to preserve some clock. So Dalton Owens credited with the tackle there. He gets the sack on first down. He gets the tackle against the screen play on second down, and it's third and 17 for VMI. They haven't figured out how to stop him. He's been getting around his man on every uh, motion that the guy makes on him, and that's certainly two downs in a row that he was able to escape the block. So third and 17 for VMI at their own 14. 2.54 to go first half. VMI leading 14-7. Each team now with two timeouts remaining this half. And suddenly it's gone from the Kedets trying to make something happen offensively here late in the first half through the Bulldogs using their timeouts, hoping for a stop so that they can give their offense another crack here before intermission. At halftime, Louisville leading Boston College 28-22. And at the half, it's Oklahoma 21, Kansas 7. More whistles as VMI is lining up for a play, and it uh, looks like they're going to have to take a timeout. Keydets having to burn their second timeout. They were confused trying to set up. And coming out of a timeout, nonetheless. VMI, their second timeout of the half. This is a 30-second timeout. They couldn't get lined up properly following a timeout. So now VMI left with one timeout here in the first half. And they'll try to draw. They'll go back to the drawing board here for a third and 17 play. VMI so far today, just two of seven on third downs, but they have converted both of their fourth down opportunities. Citadel defense will try to get off the field. And remember, to start the second half, Sean Thomas Faulkner will be back out there for the Citadel. Can't play in the first half because of the targeting call last week and the ejection. 
But the Bulldogs will have their third-year safety back in the secondary to begin the third quarter against a team that has thrown it more than everybody else except the one other school in FCS football. Yudinski in the gun here on third and 17. All three receivers to the left side. He drops back to throw with time. Stands in a clean pocket. Fires it up the left hash. It's caught. No, it's dropped. Originally it was in the hands of Lara for what would have been a first down at the 35. And then the ball was uh, knocked out on a hit. Delivered to the wide receiver. And VMI goes three and out and they'll have to punt it away. Willie Eubanks, the linebacker, was one that lodged, uh, dislodged that ball from the receiver. And we need Willie to have a good game here, and he's made two big plays so far today. So here comes the fourth punt for Reed King. And he's standing back at his own two. The Bulldogs have come close to blocking two of his three punts today. Lane Bakken standing at his own 45, awaiting this boot. 2.47 to go, first half. Citadel trailing 14-7, hoping to get some good field position. Citadel blocked the punt last year against VMI. Also blocked an extra point in a two-point victory on the road. Trying to win their 13th straight in this rivalry. King standing back at his two, awaiting the snap. And he gets it away cleanly as the ball bounces at midfield. Kicks to the near side. It takes a right turn out of bounds into the Citadel bench at the 39-yard line. And that's where the Citadel will begin with 2.34 to go in the first half and two timeouts to work with, it's a 47-yard punt for King. With VMI getting the ball to start the second half, it would be tremendous momentum for the Citadel to be able to get in the end zone in the next 234. Brandon Rainey, 4 of 9 throwing the football. Rather now, 5 of 10 throwing the football. The Citadel starts at their own 39. Two receivers right, one left. Rainey drops back to throw on first and 10. Fires it near side. Riley Webb makes a catch on his knees in VMI territory at the 49. It's a pickup of 12 and a first down. Cornerback and the inside linebacker were both surrounding him. He had to throw it low so that Riley Webb could catch it, and he did this time. No huddle offense for the Citadel. First and 10 at the VMI 49. Rainey gets tripped up on his drop back, and he's going down in the backfield. His own guy, the B-back in Wanze, was cutting to the right, and he tripped up Rainey as he was dropping back to throw. It's a loss of six. Jonathan Toole, the left guard, also kind of got pushed into that mesh, and that's what added insult to injury. So second and 16 from their own 45 for the Citadel. Clock runs under two minutes to go, first half. One right receiver right and left for Rainey. He's going to drop back to throw on second and long. Fires an out route near side. Caught by Riley Webb in VMI territory as he's ushered out of bounds at the 46-yard line. It goes for nine, and it'll be third and about seven. He and Webb are now back in tune with one another. Third and seven for the Citadel, the VMI 45. They hurry on to the football. 1.33 to go first half. Rainey back to throw once more. Fires it up the near sideline for Riley Webb, and he can't haul in the -the over-the-shoulder catch. Good coverage from Reek Trotman. And it'll be fourth and seven for the Citadel at the VMI 45. Throwing it to the outside shoulder, but a little too much for him to get. And the Bulldogs are going to send out the punting unit. Try to pin VMI back and play defense here with a minute 27 to go in the first half. And the Cadets leading 14 to seven. So the Citadel came out throwing there in their two-minute drill. Picked up one first down to Riley Webb. And then uh, the loss on the play where Brandon Rainey was tripped up in the backfield, really costing the Citadel and stalling the drive. Here comes the punt from Gage Russell. 
And it's going to bounce inside the 10. Not enough air under it. It kicks into the end zone for a touchback. And VMI will begin at the 20 with a minute 20 to go and one timeout in their pocket, leading 14-7 here late in the second quarter. That's the problem for Gage Russell with those uh, rugby kicks. He doesn't get them very high in the air, and it's hard to drop them inside the 20. Those balls hit the turf or hit the grass here at Johnson Haygood Stadium and keep bouncing into the end zone. So VMI with 80 seconds and one timeout to work with. They begin at their own 20. Ball on the left hash, moving left to right here in the second quarter, trying to score in the south end of Johnson Haygood, leading 14-7. Their field goal kicker, Chris Clemens, has never made a kick beyond 40 yards, so they need to get pretty close for a field goal try, you would imagine. Yudinski in the gun, two receivers left and right, drops back to throw on first and 10, hits Lara on the left side at the 25, and he turns it upfield to the 27 for a seven-yard pickup. Clock runs, VMI hustling onto the football, second and three from their own 27. Clock down to a minute, 03. They're going to sweep it left side with Ramsey. Ramsey bounces off his left tackle, gets around the edge. He's close to a first down as he's brought down just shy of the 30, far side of the field. And it'll bring up third and half a yard. Marquise Blunt makes the stop. VMI hurries back onto the football, third and half a yard, 45 seconds to go. They go back to Ramsey. He runs right into the uh, awaiting arms of Willie Eubanks for a first down up to the 32. It's a pickup of three. Eubanks met him in the hole, but he had the momentum and pushed Eubanks forward. They spot at the 33, first and 10, clock running, 32 seconds to go. Yudinski now will try to throw. Clean pocket, lobs it up the left sideline, and it is caught over the shoulder grab at the far sideline. At the 43-yard line, Javion Laro with the catch into Citadel territory, and he stops the clock at 26 seconds. Laro was stride for stride with the defender, Lane Botkin. Big conversion for VMI, 26 seconds to go. They're at the Citadel 43 with a fresh set of, set of downs. They're going to screen at right side for Max Brigham, and he's going to get collared out of bounds by Destin Mack. Bring him again. Bring him again. Excuse me. Let's try that a third time. <laughs> Bramigan with a pickup of four up to the 40. And now VMI will have to use their final timeout with 14 seconds left. Timeout. VMI. Luke, one of the things. Final thing, timeout of the half. This will be a one-minute timeout. One of the things we were talking about in the pregame show and as we got into the first quarter is there are some mismatches. Mm-hmm. The secondary is not matching up very well with the receivers. And, in fact, the whole team is a lot taller than some of, of the Citadel Bulldogs, and that was the case there. Four receivers over six foot for VMI, and they throw the football plenty. They try to find guys in open space, make you have to make tackles, and as we saw earlier with the jump ball to Jacob Harris, they'll also just throw it up there. Yudinski will let his guys go and get it. 14 seconds left in the first half. VMI out of timeouts. So they have to be very careful here. Line of scrimmage is the Citadel 40. It's a second and seven. And again, VMI's kicker in his career, Grant Clemens, has never made a field goal beyond 40 yards. He's 0 for 8 in his career. The longest kick that he's put through the uprights is 37 yards this season. So VMI still needs a good probably 15 yards to even give it a try here. Yudinski in the gun. Three receivers left, one right, out of the timeout. 14 seconds to go. They're at the Citadel 40, and we have a flag with some movement up front. Little false start. False start. 
70 the offense. Five-year penalty. Still second out. That's Josh Andre, the right guard, backing them up another five. And again, the Citadel Bulldog defense was kind of bouncing back and forth. Aaron Reed was the man that caused the uh, offensive man to jump. Already five penalties here in the first half for VMI. So second and 12 from the Citadel 45. 14 seconds to go. Three receivers left, one right for Udinsky in the gun. Bulldogs showing pressure. Udinsky back to throw with time. Now he's flushed to the right, and he's going to just throw it out of bounds into the Citadel bench. And a flag comes in. I think they're going to get roughing the passer as Marquise Blunt knocked Udinsky to the ground after he got rid of that football. And this could be a huge penalty for the Citadel. Personal foul. Roughing the passer. Defense. Number 19. Two-yard penalty. Automatic first down. He said 19. There is no 19. I think he meant 49. Marquise Blunt. Yeah. And so with nine seconds left, that's going to move VMI. Replay. Dane, I need help with that number, please. I got the wrong number. Well, Jeff Page has left his microphone on, and as you heard, he said he got the wrong number. And it was Marquise Blunt. And you also got to hear the whistle. <laughs> now Page turns off the microphone. Line of scrimmage is at the 30. Nine seconds to go. No timeouts for VMI. Big penalty. Yudinski in the gun, three receivers left, one right. Yudinski drops back to throw, steps up, lobs it, left side towards the pylon. It's caught over the shoulder inside the 10 by Harris, down to the five with a nice catch. Yudinski dropped it right in there. And it was actually, that's not Harris, that's, again, that uh, the freshman, Bramidgen with the catch to the five. And with three seconds left, here comes the field goal unit. And they are within field goal range now. Yeah, this isn't much more than an extra point. Yudinski dropped it right over the shoulder, and uh, Bermidjian made the catch. The 6-1 freshman going out of bounds on the far side of the field at the 5. So here comes the 22-yard field goal try from the left hash. The kick to our right is up, and it is good. Nicely done by VMI to close out the first half. They add three points on the field goal. And the cadets will get the football to start the second half. They head into the locker, the locker room leading 17 to 7. The Citadel scored on their opening possession. VMI closes out the first half with 17 unanswered points. And the Bulldogs will have to figure out what's gone wrong with their offense during the intermission. We'll take a break. Come back with the Carolina Ford Dealers halftime report. Where we'll get you a scoring summary. We'll also check the stats, out of town scores. Try to catch up with the head coach as well. The Citadel. Trailing at the half, 17-7 here against VMI in this rivalry matchup. Carolina Ford Dealers halftime report next on the Citadel Sports Network. For over 75 years, Southern Lumber has been building Charleston and the Lowcountry with Anderson windows that look good when the weather doesn't. Talk with the knowledgeable folks at 2031 King Street for that perfect idea for your home. Anderson windows, performance that aces the test of time. Over 75 years of knowledge and quality. Southern Lumber. Southern Lumber, brand new work. Your natural choice for quality. Hello, 
My name is Matthew Cochran Logan, and I'm with Palmer and Kay. We've been in the commercial insurance and property casualty business since 1868. With 12 years of experience, I promise to use my expertise to allow for the best possible outcome for my clients. If I can help you in any way meet your commercial insurance needs, then please call me at 843-708-5456 or stop by my office downtown, 40 Calhoun Street, Suite 475. Until then... Go Bulldogs. Garfield Jewelers has been a part of the Citadel family for 97 years. Tradition is a core value of the Citadel and Garfields. Birthdays, graduations, engagements, and weddings are all traditions to be remembered. Alan Garfield, Citadel Class of 57, invites you to celebrate your special moments with jewelry from Garfields, Charleston's personal jeweler for 97 years. Garfield Jewelers, Savannah Highway, across from Nissan. Expect to be impressed. Power outages can hit without warning, but a Honda generator can help keep the lights on. You'll never be left in the dark with these lightweight, efficient units that are powered by rugged Honda engines. Let an economical, portable Honda generator brighten your life, whether it's for recreational use or as a source of standby power. Put the power of a Honda generator to work for you and take charge of any situation. Stop by Drigger Small Engines, 1340 College Park Road, to purchase your Honda generator. They'll keep the lights on for you. the Carolina Ford Dealers Halftime Report here from Johnson Haygood Stadium. We're at the half. VMI leads the Citadel 17-7 here in the 75th version of the Military Classic of the South. VMI looking for their first win in this series since 2002. They have lost 12 straight against the Bulldogs, but they hold a halftime lead here today. Let's get you uh, the scoring update, tell you how we got to this point. As the Citadel took the opening kickoff, they drove the field, and they scored. First time that they scored in their opening possession in nine games, as it was a Brandon Rainey two-yard touchdown run. And the Bulldogs in that opening possession went 75 yards on eight plays and 420 and took a 7-0 lead with 10.40 to go in the uh, first quarter. Then VMI, later in the first quarter, they were tied up after the Citadel fumbled right around midfield. Logan Billings fumbled it at uh, about the VMI 45-yard line on the second play of the Citadel possession after they started with excellent field position. And when VMI took over after the fumble with the short field, they drove down on nine plays, 54 yards, tied up the game on a nine-yard touchdown pass from Reese Udinsky to Jacob Harris on a drive that took 304. And with 67 seconds to go in the first quarter at the time, we were all tied up at seven. And we would stay that way until just beyond the halfway point of the second quarter where VMI put together another scoring drive, going 73 yards on 10 plays in 257. And it was a one-yard touchdown run from Alex Ramsey who did most of the damage on the drive himself to put VMI in front for the first time. 537 to go in the first half at the time. VMI held a 14-7 lead. And then the two teams exchanged possessions in the final three minutes there where VMI, they were using their timeouts to try to get the football back they got it back but went three and out. The Citadel were using their timeouts to get the football back. And when they got the football back with uh, just over two minutes to go, just shy of midfield, they couldn't do much with it. Getting one first down and then having to punt it away. And VMI, with just 80 seconds to work with, drove 75 yards on their final possession of the first half on seven plays and settled for a 22-yard field goal from Grant Clemens on the final play of the first half to take a 17-7 lead. And the Bulldogs should probably be grateful that there wasn't more time left in the second quarter because VMI looked like they were going in for another touchdown. 
but they had to kick a field goal on first and goal because you know, they had no more time left after a, a nice a long completion inside the 10 down to the 5 from Udinsky to his freshman Max uh, Bermidgen inside the 10 down to the 5 to set up that field goal, giving us the current lead 17-7 here at the half. So 17 unanswered points for VMI after the Citadel scored in their opening possession, and it's been all cadets since then. Last year, these two teams were tied at the half, 14-14. The Citadel will go on to win 34-32. And this year, VMI holding the lead 17-7. It's going to take a second-half comeback for the Citadel if they want to win their 13th straight in this rivalry matchup. We'll take another break here in the Carolina Ford Dealers Halftime Report. Come back and check the out-of-town scoreboard here from Johnson Haygood Stadium. The in-town scoreboard tells you VMI is leading 17-7. We'll be back with more on the Halftime Report next here on the Citadel Sports Network. Attention Charleston and surrounding areas. The colossal $6 billion overstock sell-off is underway at Ashley Home Store. All overstocks, one-of-a-kinds, floor samples, and discontinued items are being sacrificed at extreme drastic price cuts. This is one event you can't afford to miss with up to 70% off only at Ashley Home Store in North Charleston. When it comes to your favorite team, you've got a lot to be passionate about. Same is true with the all-new adventure-ready Ford Ranger. Once you experience the boundary-pushing off-road tech and legendary Ford toughness, you'll become a big fan of Ranger, too. The only adventure gear built Ford tough. Drive it home. Drive it now. Drive it like a Ford. See your Carolina Ford dealer. Proud sponsor of today's game. When you have a piece of property to take care of, you need a perfect partnership. Sparrow and Kennedy and you. Together, we'll get your to-do list done. The John Deere 1 Series tractor is versatile enough to mow the lawn, till a garden, and move dirt. And it's always affordable. With 0% APR for 84 months. Sparrow and Kennedy and you. Emphasis on you. Visit SparrowKennedy.com. Offer ends October 27th. Some restrictions apply. Subject to approved credit. Up to a 20% down payment may be required. See dealer for details. Hello Charleston. Football is in the air and what a great time to become a member of the Citadel Football Association. Since 1984, our goal has been to get the greater Charleston community involved in the Citadel football. Alumni, family, and friends are encouraged to help make a difference by promoting and supporting the CFA. Visit our website for more information at cfabulldogs.org or call 953-5123. We look forward to seeing you this season at Johnson Haygood Stadium. Get involved, make a difference, and remember, it's a great day to be a Bulldog. Attention shoppers, attention shoppers. The colossal $6 million overstock sell-off is happening now at Ashley Home Store. We've trucked in tons of merchandise from the warehouse. Extreme price cut store-wide. Up to 70% off living rooms, bedrooms, dining rooms, mattresses, accessories, and more. First come, first save. Only at Ashley Home Store in North Charleston. Back we are as we uh, are at halftime, where it is the VMI Kedets leading the Citadel 17-7. As we take a look at some of the uh, ball games that are underway right now, in, uh, in the last 30 seconds of the game, Tulane leads Army 42-33, but Army has the ball and is driving. Kansas is getting beaten by Oklahoma 42-7. Oklahoma State late in the fourth quarter is trailing Texas Tech 45 to 29. Louisville is leading over Boston College 38-36 with about seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. At halftime, Iowa State beating TCU 21 to three. Central Michigan is shutting out Eastern Michigan. They are late in the first quarter 
Central Michigan leading that one 7 nothing. Coming up in just a, a little bit, in fact, just about ready to get underway, Auburn at Florida, Virginia Tech at Miami, Air Force at Navy, Bowling Green at Notre Dame, West, uh, West Virginia playing host to Texas, Baylor at Kansas State, Marshall at Middle Tennessee, Illinois at Minnesota, Ohio at Buffalo, Western Michigan at Toledo, Ball State at Northern Illinois, Arkansas State at Georgia State, all of those a 3.30 kickoff. Later tonight, Michigan State at Ohio State at 7.30, Vanderbilt in the SEC at Ole Miss for a 7.30 kick. Ole Miss is a seven-point favorite in that one. Duke is a four-point favorite as they play host to Pittsburgh, 8 o'clock to kickoff in that one. And it will be Washington at Samford, 10.30 the kickoff there. Sanford, 14-and-a-half-point favorite. And that is a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Again, the Citadel trailing here at halftime, 17-7 as the Summerall guards are performing on the field in front of us. We'll take a timeout. We'll be back with more information about the first half of this game after we take this timeout on the Citadel Sports Network. All my sweet chicken, chicken loyalty program. You give me back free food and beer, and all I needed was to taste your hot, fresh tenders. You give me back 10%, but you got 100% of my soul. Just can't get enough. Kicking chicken. This is Mike Aponte, the communications guy with Berkeley Electric Cooperative. And although it may not seem like it, cooler weather is just around the corner. That means it's time to let Berkeley Propane help you beat the winter rush with a preseason tank fill-up or a new set of gas logs. And with hurricane season in full swing, now is the perfect time to consider installing one of Berkeley Propane's whole house standby generators from Generac. So whatever your heating or power needs are, Berkeley Propane is ready with exceptional energy and service. Buying a home is a big financial decision, so you need a strong team working on your mortgage. That team is at South Atlantic Bank. Decisions are made right here in our community by mortgage professionals who really know the low country. South Atlantic Bank offers competitive rates and terms on loans for home purchase or refinance. If you need a mortgage loan, you need the mortgage loan professionals at South Atlantic Bank. South Atlantic Bank Mortgage Group, providing the keys to home ownership. As a business owner, at one point you've closed your eyes and imagined your dream office, where comfort meets productivity. Make that dream a reality with help from the office people. From design to delivery, our team of installers will handle any size project. And since they're all in-house with a fleet of our own delivery vehicles at their disposal, you don't need to worry about delays during a handoff to contractors. To find out more, call 843-769-7774 or visit theofficepeople.com. Faster internet is better. And right now, Home Telecom will increase your internet speed free for three months. So multiple users won't slow things down. Plus better streaming and faster downloads. Visit HomeSC.com and increase your speed free for three months from Home Telecom. Back at Johnson Haygood Stadium here on the Carolina Ford Dealers Halftime Report. We're at the half. It's VMI 17 and the Citadel 7. This is the largest lead, tied for the largest lead VMI has had over the Citadel since 2002. The last time VMI led by 10 points against the Citadel in a game 
was also the last time they won against the Citadel in a game. 2002, they beat the Bulldogs 23-21. And in that contest, they held a 23-13 lead before the Citadel got a late touchdown. So this is the largest lead VMI has held against the Citadel in 17 years. It's also the first time that they have led at halftime against the Citadel since 2013. When back in 2013, it was a 10-7 lead for VMI. And then the Bulldogs came out, and in their opening possession of the second half, they got the tying field goal, and they would actually end that game by scoring 24 unanswered points. So they trailed 10-7 at half, but they ended up winning 31-10. That was the last time that the Citadel trailed at half against VMI. That was here in Charleston back on uh, back in 2013 when VMI was a, a 2-9 and nine team. The Citadel, they were 5-6 and six after that win. It came at the end of the season. And the last time that uh, VMI actually held a lead, any, any type of lead, was the opening possession of 2017. The Citadel never trailed last year in that game, and uh, they took the lead first today. But back in 2017, VMI took the opening kick. They drove the field for a Grant Clemens 37-yard field goal. But then the Bulldogs, on their first possession, took the lead back within 52 seconds on a 71-yard touchdown run from Grant Drakeford, taking a 7-3 lead at the time and winning 21-3 here at Johnson Haygood Stadium two years ago. So to recap, this is the first lead VMI's had over the Citadel since the opening minutes of the game two years ago. It's their first halftime lead over the Citadel in six years, and it's their largest lead in 17 years against the Bulldogs. It's been a long time since the Citadel has looked up at that scoreboard and saw they were trailing by double digits in this rivalry against the Kedets. VMI leading 17-7 here at the half. We will try to catch up with Coach Thompson coming up in just a little bit as he makes his way back out onto the field here momentarily. But let's get you the numbers from that first half. In terms of first downs, VMI leading the Citadel 13-8. to Total offense, 193 yards for VMI, just 129 for the Citadel in that first half on 33 plays. The Bulldogs with 95 passing yards, VMI 136. The Citadel with 34 rushing yards, VMI with 57. The Citadel, they've ran the football 20 times for 34 total yards. Certainly not good enough, averaging less than two yards per carry so far today on the ground. The Bulldogs with the only turnover today. That was the Logan Billings fumble, which gave VMI a short field and resulted in their first score of the game, which at the time tied it up at seven. Time of possession just about even. The Citadel, they've had the football for 14 seconds more than VMI so far today. 15.07 for the Citadel, 14.53 for VMI. VMI 3 of 9 on third downs, Citadel 2 of 7, and VMI 2 of 2 on fourth downs. The Bulldogs have not attempted a fourth down play yet today. In the red zone, VMI has scored in all three trips inside the 20. The Citadel, they've only gotten inside the 20 once, and they turned it into a touchdown on their opening possession. VMI leading 17-7 here at the half. And uh, to look at the individual leaders from the opening half as well for the Citadel, Brandon Rainey, 7 of 13, throwing the football with 95 yards. Reese Udinski, 15 of 21, throwing the football with a touchdown and 136 yards. The leading rusher for the Citadel is Logan Billings, 6 carries, 28 yards, but does have the fumble, which was costly for the Citadel. And for VMI, their leading rusher is Alex Ramsey, 17 carries, 75 yards, and a touchdown. Outside of the quarterback, Alex Ramsey has done all of the running for VMI today. In the passing game, VMI 
led by Javion Laura, the leading receiver, three catches for 44 yards. For the Citadel Rally Webb, five catches, 71 yards. And then you have Njoku with one catch for 13 yards. And uh, let's go down onto the field. Ted is with the head coach of the Bulldogs. We just got to make some more plays. Uh, there's plenty of opportunities for us to be uh, ahead in this football game. We're just not making enough right now. Is too many drop passes out there, too many tries forcing them too much, uh, and leaving the defense out on the field for too long. Is uh, We just got to do a better job. Everybody uh, staying calm? Nobody's uh, panicking quite yet? No, no, no. We're still in this football game. Uh, we got plenty of time left here. We're going to uh, get the ball back here, travel down, and get this thing to three points. All right, Coach, thank you very much. Back up to you, Luke. Thank you very much, Ted. That's the head coach of the Bulldogs. Coach Thompson getting ready for the second half. Finishing up the individual leaders, Ryan McCarthy with the other catch for the Bulldogs for 11 yards. Five punts for the Citadel, four for VMI. The leading tacklers, Willie Eubanks with seven for the Citadel, including one in the backfield. Brett Howell with seven tackles for VMI to lead the way there. VMI with a 17-7 lead over the Citadel, and VMI will get the football first to begin the second half, so the Citadel will need a stop defensively and then try to get this offense going once again. That's going to do it for the Carolina Ford Dealers Halftime Report. We'll take a break, come back with the second half kickoff next. It's VMI 17, the Citadel 7, with the Bulldogs trying to win their 13th straight here in this rivalry matchup next, right here on the Citadel Sports Network. Attention Charleston and surrounding areas. The colossal $6 billion overstock sell-off is underway at Ashley Home Store. All overstocks, one-of-a-kinds, floor samples, and discontinued items are being sacrificed at extreme drastic price cuts. This is one event you can't afford to miss with up to 70% off only at Ashley Home Store in North Charleston. Bulldog fans, this is Luke Morrow for the Citadel Brigadier Foundation. If you're already a member, thank you. But if you're an alum, friend, or fan of the Citadel who has yet to join, well, they'd love to talk to you about the benefits of supporting Citadel athletics. Did you know the Citadel Brigadier Foundation is the only way Citadel raises money for athletic scholarships? Membership includes benefits to all sports at the Citadel, but best of all, it's about the student-athletes getting a Citadel education. So give them a call to find out more at 953-5277. That's 953-5277. Attention shoppers, attention shoppers. The colossal $6 million overstock sell-off is happening now at Ashley Home Store. We've trucked in tons of merchandise from the warehouse. Extreme price cut store-wide. Up to 70% off living rooms, bedrooms, dining rooms, mattresses, accessories, and more. First come, first save. Only at Ashley Home Store in North Charleston. Just about ready to start the second half here at Johnson Haygood Stadium. VMI holding a halftime lead over the Bulldogs for the first time in 20 or since 2013. It's also VMI's largest lead against the Citadel since they were up by 10 in 2002, the last time VMI won a game in this rivalry matchup. The Citadel trying for their 13th straight victory today in the Military Classic of the South, but it's going to take not only a comeback trailing by 10, it's going to take a turnaround on offense. The Citadel with the touchdown on their opening possession today but since then four first downs 25 plays for 58 yards and they have carried the football 15 times for 17 yards on the ground while Brandon Rainey has gone four of ten throwing the football since that opening possession five punts and a fumble in the six possession sense so last six possessions of that first half for the Citadel offensively only 58 total yards four first downs they averaged less than 10 yards per possession after the touchdown VMI will get the football first here in the second half, traveling left to right across your dial, trying to score in the south end of Johnson Haygood Stadium. Here comes the kickoff, and boom, we're underway in the second half from the Low Country in the 75th edition of the Military Classic of the South. 
Jacob Godek sails it into the end zone for another touchback. And now over the last two weeks, nine kickoffs, nine touchbacks for Godek. Against Sanford last week, today against VMI. Not giving the returners any opportunity. And VMI will begin first and ten at their own 25, traveling left to right. In the gold pants, white jersey tops with red, red trim and red numbers and gold helmets. Led by Reese Udinski, who in the first half had 136 yards and a touchdown. Set all sorts of records last year as he completed 49 passes for 447 yards and five touchdowns against the Citadel. He hasn't had to do as much today because Alex Ramsey has done a really good job on the ground with 75 yards in that first half, a touchdown averaging 4.5 yards per carry. And VMI has been able to stay well balanced. John Thomas Faulkner able to make his return here in the second half to the Citadel defense after having to sit out the first 30 minutes today for that targeting call last week at Sanford. Here we go, first and 10 for VMI at the 25, traveling left to right. Two receivers left, two right, all tight to the formation. Udinski in the gun, running back to his left. Drops back to throw, quick pass up the right seam, and it's caught by Harris. Across the 30, up to the 34, they're going to spot it. It'll be a nine-yard pickup to Harris. It's second and one for VMI. They hurry on to the football. They average a snap every 20 seconds. Two receivers, left and right. Play action for Udinski. Slant throw over the middle. It's caught by the freshman Bermidjian across the 40, up to the 43. And it's a pair of completions to begin for Udinski, totaling 18 yards, first and 10 at the VMI 43 for the Kedets. Two receivers left and right. No, uh, no huddle offense. Udinski in the gun. Ramsey flanked off his right shoulder. Snap back to the quarterback. Stands in a clean pocket. Steps up, looking. Swallowed up and sacked in the backfield. Stepped up right into a sack as Dalton Owens grabbed him around the 38 and drove him down. Second sack today for Owens. He now has three on the year, and it's a loss of five. Sets up second and 15 for VMI a minute into the second half. The Cadets leading 17-7. That's the third sack today for the Bulldogs. Yudinski in the gun. A receiver left and right. Running back to his left. They're going to hand it off to that man. Ramsey tries the right side. Cuts it back to the left. Gets outside his left tackle with some running space as he's knocked out of bounds by Lane Bakken into his own bench around midfield. It's a carry at 12 yards for Ramsey. They'll spot it right at the 50. But we also have a flag in the backfield. Let's get the call here from today's referee, Jeff Page, working his first Siddle game. And this may back up VMI. Otherwise, it's going to be a third and three. It'd be a third and manageable. Holding. 87 of the offense. 10-yard penalty for the previous spot. Replay second down. That's the junior tight end, Colby Ryder, and that's a big penalty. Instead of third and three at midfield, it's going to be second and about 25. Let's see where they spot this thing. They'll put it down at the 28-yard line, and so uh, that'll make it, what's that, 25 yards to go, second and 25 for VMI? So the difference of 22 yards, but at least VMI gets the down back. 25 for VMI from their own 28. So second and 25 for the Kedets from their own 28. Ramsey to the left of the Udinski, who's in the gun. Two receivers left and right, but they're all at the end of the formation. Everybody tight to the football. Five men at the defensive line of scrimmage for the Citadel. Udinski back to throw on second and long with time. Heaves it. An out route to the near sideline. He drops it in the bucket for Jacob Harris to make a tumbling catch into Citadel territory all the way up to the 46 with a first down. 26-yard completion, and VMI moves the sticks. Willie Eubanks on the coverage. 
but that ball was just thrown perfect. Banks is a better matchup. He's 6-2 against the 6-4 Harris. 16 pass plays this year for VMI of more than 25 yards. They have two today. Yudinski in the gun. Three receivers left, one right. First and 10. They sweep it left side to Ramsey. Cuts up the left hash mark across the 45 and up to the Citadel 42. It's a pickup of four for Ramsey on first and 10. You kind of got the feeling from Coach Thompson that VMI really isn't beating the Citadel. The Citadel is not taking advantage of some of the opportunities. Now they just missed an opportunity there. Had VMI backed up second and 25, and they allow them to convert on a 26-yard completion to Harris. Now it's second and six for the Cadets at the Citadel 42. Yudinski in the gun. Two receivers left and right. A running back to his right. He's back to throw with plenty of time. Fires over the center of the field. It's caught at the 30 for a first down. And then wrapped up and brought down was Harris. Tackled by Destin Mack around the 30. It's a pickup of 14 yards. They'll spot at the 28 for a first down. Chris Beverly, the free safety, was playing man-to-man defense on Harris, but uh, again, 5-10 against 6-4. First and 10 for VMI at the Citadel 48. The Bulldogs send in about a, five new guys here, a lot of subs. Yudinski now up under center for maybe only the second time all game. One receiver on each side, two men in the backfield. Play action for Yudinski. Steps up, fires towards the end zone, far side of the field, and the touchdown catch is hauled in over the shoulder in the back left of the end zone by Javion Lara for the 28-yard touchdown strike. VMI takes a 23-7 lead. Again, Lane Botkin on the coverage, but you can't really fault him because that ball was perfectly thrown to the receiver in the corner of the end zone over the outside shoulder. Fifth touchdown catch this year for Lara. And Udinsky with his second touchdown pass today. 12 touchdowns, no interceptions for the junior quarterback. This is the largest lead VMI has had against the Citadel in at least 18 years. Extra point to our right is up, and it is good. And with 11.50 to go in the third quarter, VMI leading 24-7. 24 unanswered points for the Cadets. They take the opening kick of the third quarter, drive it right down the Citadel throats for another score. And the Bulldogs' offense will now have to respond with the Citadel trailing by 17 early on in the third quarter right here on the Citadel Sports Network. Think a utility vehicle should do more than take you places? So does Kubota. That's why our sidekick is built to do it all. With epic versatility and top speeds of 40 miles per hour. Climb more. Tow more. Go faster. Cross over to more. Get behind the wheel of a Kubota Sidekick utility vehicle to feel the difference. If you're on the hunt for a new Kubota, come see the helpful experts at Steen Enterprises. I'm Adam Steen. We appreciate your business. It's fall festival fun. The Boone Hall Pumpkin Patch has grown to be one of the largest festivals in the state. Now in its 23rd year, Boone Hall is proud of the fact that this event is a fall tradition for many families that's being passed down from generation to generation. The Boone Hall Pumpkin Patch, an event where laughter and squeals of excitement tell the story. Open October 1st through 31st. See details for this year's event at BooneHallPumpkinPatch.com. VMI using the opening possession of the second half to add on to their lead. 75-yard scoring drive on seven plays took 310, and it was a 28-yard touchdown pass from Reese Udinski to Javion Lara 
to uh, give VMI now a 24-7 lead with 11.50 to go in the second half. Udinski has thrown a touchdown in every game this season. He has multiple touchdowns now today. And you look at VMI, their first touchdown drive was on a short field. Since then, as Ted pointed out during the commercial break, 73 yards on the first touchdown drive or the following touchdown drive. And then 75 yards. Last one, 75 yards now. And uh, VMI this season with now 11 scoring drives of more than 70 yards. 24 unanswered points today for the Cadets. Three minutes and 10 seconds on that drive, a minute 20 on the one right before the half. So they're not eating up a lot of clock, which gives the Citadel opportunity to stay in the game, but they've got to get a score on this possession. Bulldogs have not scored since their first possession today. And in the six possessions to follow, just four first downs, 58 total yards of offense. Here comes the kickoff into the end zone to our right, Riley Webb. Calls for the fair catch as he has to charge up to haul it in at the one. And the Bulldogs will begin at their own 25. Since that opening drive where the Citadel went right down the field, they looked really good. Brandon Rainey was three for three on that first possession. The Citadel traveled 75 yards on eight plays. Since then, for the Citadel, 15 carries, 17 rush yards. They're averaging essentially one yard per carry since that first drive. And Brandon Rainey, four of ten, throwing the football since starting three for three. So they haven't been able to get anything going offensively. First and 10 from their own 25, moving right to left. They start with the B-back, Logan Billings, who moves between the tackles up to the 29 for a four-yard carry. Still no Clay Harris today at the B-back spot for the Citadel, and only one carry for Nwanze. It's been a lot of Logan Billings in his first career start. And my guess is we probably won't see Harris. He's been walking around on the sideline with a towel over his head. And we were told all week from Coach Thompson he'd be good to go with that shoulder issue that kept him out of the second half last week. But apparently not the case as they go back to Billings, running behind his left guard across the 30 up to the 33. So a pair of four-yard pickups for Billings to start the drive, and it's third and two for the Citadel. Harris right now is standing behind the down marker on the uh, Citadel sideline. Not the down marker, but the first down marker. No Harris today. No uh, Matt Campbell, the punter. Sean Thomas Faulkner was ineligible for the first half. Junior safety for the Citadel. And we've only seen Awanze for one carry there at the B-back spot for whatever reason. Third and two. They go back to Logan Billings. Nowhere to go. Trying to go behind his left guard. Short of the sticks. He got only a yard. It looks like it'll be fourth and one for the Bulldogs at their own 34. They were looking for Njoku to kind of open up a hole in there, and he just got pushed back and kind of manhandled. And the Citadel offense will stay out there. They need to make something happen. They cannot give it right back to VMI. So they're going to go for it on fourth and one from their own 34. The Citadel this year, 10 of 14 on fourth downs. Rainey under center, fourth and one. Big play for the Citadel. They're going to rocket toss it right side to Njoku. Njoku gets outside the numbers, cuts up field, and dives ahead for the first down up to the 37. It's a pickup of three, and the Bulldogs keep possession. We talked about, uh, Luke and I talked about on the way over here today about the, uh, the numbers telling you you should or shouldn't go for something. The numbers must have said go for it because we got it. First and ten for the Citadel, their own 37. Two receivers to the left, one to the right for Rainey up under center. He's going to hand it back to Billings, and Billings stumbles his way to the 40-yard line for a pickup of three, running right behind his center on first down. The B-back is more active today than it was last week. Only one carry for Dante Smith, one carry for Njoku, some of the A-backs, Remus Balmer. 
with, I believe, only one carry as well. First, uh, or uh, second and seven for the Citadel at their own 40. Two receivers left, one right. Rainey under center. Drops back to throw. Fires it up the center of the field for Smith into VMI territory. Smith makes the catch inside the 30, up to around the 24-yard line. Biggest play for the Bulldogs since the opening drive, and they have a first and 10 at the VMI 25. A-back Dante Smith was open, running down the hash marks. The ball was thrown on the inside, perfect throw in stride, made the catch and hung on to it, and there's a big play, and we've needed one of those. 35-yard completion to Dante Smith. They got him on a linebacker, Elliot Brewster, and he made him pay. First and 10 at the 25. Rainey back to throw again. Under pressure. Steps up. Slips away from one defender and tries to get back to the line of scrimmage where he's tripped up. Mayo lost a yard on the play. A lot of penetration in the backfield. It'll be second and 11. McCarthy and Webb were the two choices that Rainey had, and they were both being covered very well. So second and 11. Good job by Rainey to only lose a yard as he was pressured almost immediately. That 35-yard pass play to Dante Smith two plays ago, second longest play today for the Citadel offense. Now a rocket toss to Remus Bulmer in the backfield, and he is leveled by Elliott Brewster as soon as he got it. Brewster, who had a career-best 15 tackles against the Citadel last year, just lowered the boom on uh, on Bulmer in the backfield for a loss to the 31. Inside linebacker, must have watched film. He saw that one coming and read it all the way. Loss of five, it's third and 16 for the Citadel at the VMI 31. Nearly midway through the third quarter, VMI leading 24-7. The Citadel with a big third down play here. Rainey under center, drops back to throw on third and long. Fires it into the right flat where it's caught. Makes a man miss inside the 20. Lowers the shoulder inside the 15. And Bulmer makes up for the last play as he gets a first down reception all the way to the 13. Give him 18 yards on his second catch of the year. And Bulmer doing most of the work after the catch to convert on third and long. BYOB. Be your own blocker, Bulmer. And he was. And he almost had the ball ripped out of his hands by one of the VMI defenders, but he hung on to it. First and 10 at the VMI 13. Couple big pass plays here on this possession. Rainey under center. A receiver on each side. Three men in the backfield. They're going to hand to Billings with some space between the tackles. And he makes his way inside the 10 up to the 7 for a pickup of 6. Once again, the be-back position. That it was open early in the game, then they've closed it, but now it's back open again. So second and four for the Bulldogs at the VMI 7. The Citadel trailing 24-7. Clock running, 6.38 to go third quarter. This is the first possession of the second half for the Citadel. Rainey under center, receiver on each side. They're going to go back to Billings, the B-back. Slips to his left, gets behind his tackle, and gets inside the five up to around the first down marker at about the three and a half. Great blocking there by the right guard, Drew McIntyre, kind of opening up that hole along with Thomas Crawford. They may measure this one. The officials are huddling up right now over the football to see if it's a first down. And they are going to measure. It's either going to be a first down or third and inches at the VMI three after the latest carry for Logan Billings. And they're going to bring the chains out. 6.08 to go, third quarter. The Citadel trailing 24-7, but driving right now, really for the first time since their first possession of the game. Bulldogs are at home next week against Western Carolina. Two o'clock kickoff, just like today. 
And a first down for the Citadel on the measurement by the nose of the football. It'll be first and goal at the three-yard line for the Bulldogs. Well, we said after VMI scored so quickly here in the second half, this is a possession that has to turn into six and an extra point for the Citadel. Yeah, the Citadel, the way that uh, they run the clock, I mean, we're already down to six minutes left in the third quarter. They've only had one possession this half. Not a lot of possessions you imagine left in this game. So the Citadel, they need points just about every time down. First and goal from the three. Rainey under center. Three men in the backfield with him. He's going to take it himself to the left side. Gets behind his guard. Powering to the end zone. He's in. Touchdown, Bulldogs. Three-yard touchdown run for Brandon Rainey. Fire those cannons. The Citadel on the board for the first time since there was 10.40 remaining in the first quarter. And they trail 24-13. Rainey would not be denied. He was key. kept those feet going. And the bad knee and all, he was moving the pile into the end zone. First points in seven possessions for the Bulldogs offensively. They have now scored on their two bookend possessions so far today. Here comes the extra point to our left. And kicking it through the uh, smoky fog over there from the cannon blast is Jacob Godek putting it through the uprights. Big response for the Bulldogs. They needed that touchdown to stay in at 5.53 to go in the third quarter. And the Citadel back on the scoreboard. They trail 24-14 here on this Citadel Sports Network. The Marina Variety Store Restaurant, a Charleston institution since 1963. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, or all three. And for a change of pace, slip into Salty Mike's for live music every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. The Marina Variety Store Restaurant at the Charleston City Marina on Lockwood Drive, which means one of the best views in the city. And when diners write reviews, you'll always get words like best, great and exceptional the marina variety store restaurant buying a home is a big financial decision so you need a strong team working on your mortgage that team is at south atlantic bank decisions are made right here in our community by mortgage professionals who really know the low country south atlantic bank offers competitive rates and terms on loans for home purchase or refinance if you need a mortgage loan you need the mortgage loan professionals at south atlantic bank South Atlantic Bank Mortgage Group, providing the keys to home ownership. Five fifty-three to go in the third quarter, in the Bulldogs with their first point since their opening possession today. Much needed for the Citadels. They put together a great drive, and they travel 75 yards on 12 plays. In 5 minutes and 57 seconds, their longest possession of the day. It was a 3-yard touchdown run for Brandon Rainey. He has two of those today, the two touchdowns for the Citadel. Rainey now with 10 rushing touchdowns on the year. And with 5.53 to go in the third quarter, VMI leads 24-14. Unusual sight down in front of the Cadets. The surfboard is out. That's not unusual. But there is a female fan who is uh, riding the waves on top of that uh, surfboard. I don't believe I've ever seen a female fan up on the uh, board. A couple of things today we've never seen. Now, last score for the Citadel, snapping a 24-0 run for VMI. Both touchdown drives today for the Bulldogs have been 75 yards in length. They also had two of those against VMI last year. That's now seven touchdown drives this year for the Citadel that have traveled at least 75 yards. 
Here comes the kickoff for Jacob Godek right to left, with VMI now leading by 10. And something to cheer about for the first time in a while for the Citadel faithful that has packed the house today. Here comes the kickoff from Godek into the end zone, and it's uh, Bridey taking it and dropping to a knee three yards deep, so it'll be a touchback once again off the foot of Godek. And VMI will begin at their own 25. After scoring on their last possession, going 75 yards on seven plays with a 28-yard touchdown pass from Udinsky to Lara. They sold standing room only for this game, and there are people that are standing in mm -hmm. front of the Altman Center and up against the fence over on the visiting side. Yeah, there's not much room to, uh, not much space to move around here. They have packed them in. All around Johnson Haygood Stadium today, hoping for a Bulldog comeback and a 13th straight win here in this rivalry. First and 10 for VMI at their own 25. Yudinski takes the snap, gives to Ramsey. Ramsey cuts to the left. He's wrapped up by Bakken, slowed down, and finished off at the 28-yard line after a pickup of three on first down. Good play by the defense and good open field tackle there as well. Bakken slowed him. They credit the tackle to Jay Smith. Second and seven for VMI at their own 28. One receiver on each side for Udinsky. Sends the tight end in motion to the left side of the formation. They're going to run it over there. They had two tight ends over there. But Ramsey with not much space to go. He gets back to the line of scrimmage trying to move behind his left guard. And it'll be third and seven for VMI. The Bulldogs were ready. Sean Thomas Faulkner coming up from his strong safety position to kind of push that pile even further backwards. Well, he's been chomping at the bit to get back out there. Couldn't play in the first half today. And now uncaged for the second half with a big third and seven here for VMI at their own 28. Three receivers to the right, one to the left for Udinsky in the gun. Ramsey, sidecar right. Crowd making noise here at Johnson Haygood. Bulldogs needing a stop to get it back. VMI today, three of nine on third downs. Yudinski in the gun, drops back to throw. Here comes some, some pressure, steps up, heaves it up the far sideline, and a leaping catch could not be hauled in. Leaving his feet and diving headlong to try to make what would have been a remarkable catch at the Citadel 35 could not be held onto by Lara. He was slow to get up, and now Jay Howard, who was the defensive back in coverage, he's down on all fours. Where that, where that play ended at the 34-yard line, far side of the field, and he'll be looked at. I think the receiver landed on the ball, and then he, uh, Howard, landed on the receiver. Probably knocked a breath out of him. Andy Clausen and the training staff over there to see him. Nice job by Howard, the third-year cornerback in coverage there, step-for-step step with Laura. And the Citadel forces a three-and-out here after just getting a big touchdown drive as it's fourth and seven at their own 28 for VMI, and they'll have to punt it away. Third time today, the Cadets have gone three and out offensively. They get Howard back up on his feet, and he'll be able to walk all the way across the field to the sideline here on the near side. In fact, now he'll get into a slight jog under his own power, heading off to the near side after a nice defensive play from Howard, who had an interception last week against Sanford. Redshirt sophomore up under his own power. That's good to see. So here comes a punt for Reed King, his fifth of the day. He's averaging 45 yards per boot. Wayne Bakken standing back at his own 35, awaiting the kick from King. 
4.31 to go, third quarter. The Citadel will get it right back after forcing a three and out. Now trailing by 10, 24 to 14. King gets the snap back and the kick away. It's a low one. Bouncing far side of the field at the 40. And Bakken gets out of the way and lets it come to a stop at the 30-yard line. So it's a punt of 42 yards for King. And the Citadel begin first and 10 at their own 30. Now with a chance to make it a one-score game. Timeout on the field, as you hear. 4.22 to go in the third quarter. VMI leading 24-14. to 14. But the Bulldogs with a touchdown drive on their last possession and now forcing a three-and-out defensively. They'll get it back with a chance to make it a one-score game next here on the Citadel Sports Network. Hello, Charleston. Football is in the air, and what a great time to become a member of the Citadel Football Association. Since 1984, our goal has been to get the greater Charleston community involved in the Citadel football. Alumni, family, and friends are encouraged to help make a difference by promoting and supporting the CFA. Visit our website for more information at cfabulldogs.org or call 953-5123. We look forward to seeing you this season at Johnson Haygood Stadium. Get involved, make a difference, and remember, it's a great day to be a Bulldog. So you want to adventure, and you want to work, and you want to play. Just hop into a John Deere Gator from Sparrow and Kennedy, and you can do it all. For a limited time, we're offering 0% financing for 48 months on Gator XUVs. Now with three wide seating and an optional cab with heat and AC. Sparrow and Kennedy and you. Emphasis on you. Visit SparrowKennedy.com. October 27th. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. to go in the third quarter, and the Bulldogs getting the football back after a touchdown drive their last possession, then forcing a three and out. VMI leading 24-14, but the Citadel with a chance to make it a one-possession game. Before we go any further, and before I forget anymore, let's pause here 10 seconds for stations to identify themselves coast-to-coast and worldwide across the Citadel Sports Network. WQNT, AM 1450, W254BK, 102.1, Charleston, W221CI, 92.1, Somerville, Kirkman Broadcasting Stations. Bulldogs will begin first and 10 of their own 30, moving right to left, trailing by 10. Points on the last possession for the Citadel for the first time since their first possession today. Let's see if they can keep it rolling offensively. Rainey under center on first and 10. He's going to give to Nwanze the beat back with just his second carry today. And Awanze moving behind his left guard, takes it up to the 32 for a pickup of two. Defensive end kind of crashed that for uh, VMI, and that kept that from getting any more uh, yardage. Clay Harris still with the towel on his head. He was in the huddle there during the timeout, but appears he is unavailable today after missing all the second half last week. And Awanze now the be back. Got the carry there for two yards. He's still out there. A receiver on each side for Rainey. He drops back to throw. Fires it to the near side for Wiley Webb. Uses a stiff arm to power his way across the 40 and up to the 43 using that stiff arm to keep Trotman at bay. It's a first down to the VMI, or I should say to the Citadel's 43. Nice fake in the backfield, sort of a play action, and then he just wielded to his left. That's to the the near sideline and threw a perfect bullet. Six catch today for Webb. Entering today, he had seven catches all year. That one going for 11 and a first down for the Citadel. First and 10 at their own 43. Rainey turns, gives to Nwanze. Nwanze wrapped up in the backfield but falls ahead to the 45 for a pickup of two. It'll be second and eight for the Citadel. Once again, the uh, defensive end for 
BMI crashing on that play, kind of holding it to a small game. Three minutes left, third quarter. The Bulldogs down 24-14. They have a second and eight from their own 45. Webb split out wide left. McCarty wide right. Rainey under center. He's going to step back to throw. Fires it to McCarthy, who catches it at the first down marker. And then powers up to the 45 as clinging to his jersey was the defensive back, Caleb Tucker. It's enough for a first down on a 10-yard completion to McCarthy to the VMI 45. Boy, where's a tearaway jersey when you need it, huh? Yeah. They don't play with those anymore, but that would have been a good point for one because he had him but nothing but cloth. Yeah, that would have been a touchdown if he was able to get out of that jersey. First and 10 of the VMI 45. Second catch today for McCarthy. Rainey now gives to Nwanze on first and 10. And Nwanze moving behind his left guard is wrapped up around the shoulders by Jared Richmond and driven into the grass at the 43, a pickup of two. They are working over the defensive end, Gerard Richmond. And he's uh, answering the uh, call pretty good for VMI. He was in on that wrap-up. Yeah, he was. Helped make the stop. As uh, Nwanze last week had a career-high 34 carries. Today, only a handful. He's still at the B-back spot. Second and eight for the Bulldogs. Rainey back to throw. Pumps. Now fires up the near sideline to Webb. And Webb couldn't make the catch in bounds. He was bobbling it along the near sideline around the 10-yard line. And by the time he got control, he was already out of bounds into his own sideline for the incompletion. Great play by Rainey. He gets a snap, turns to his right, has a man in motion like he might toss it to him, and then turns right back around to his left and completes the pass. So it'll be third and eight for the Citadel at the VMI 43. This very well could be four-down territory. 144 to go, third quarter, down by 10 for the Bulldogs. Rainey under center, drops back to throw once more. Now steps up, flush left, lobs out of bounds over the head of Remus Bulmer. And then Rainey winds up on the uh, on the grass. He got knocked down afterwards, no penalty flag. It's just an incompletion. It's going to be fourth and eight. Smart play by Rainey to throw it away. Bad play by the officials for not calling a roughing the passer simply because the Citadel had the same kind of situation earlier, and they got called for it. They're going to send out the punting team here on a fourth and eight at the VMI 44 and play field position. That was a play there that if Rainey's 100%, I think he could keep it himself and get close to the first down marker. But he was hobbling a bit as he approached the line of scrimmage and looked like he certainly did not want to run it himself, try to make something happen with his arm and threw an incompletion. Here's the punt from Gage Russell. It bounces at the one-yard line, takes a Citadel hop, and it's down at about the one-and-a-half on a perfect punt from Russell of 41 yards. Downing it at the one-yard line. Second time today, he's left a punt inside the three. As this time it was down by Cam Roberts. Yep, Cameron Roberts was the man with the plan. He overran the ball, but then the ball took a funny little hop, and he came back out of the end zone and downed it right there at the one. And that's why the Citadel and Coach Brent Thompson choosing to play field position game. Why risk it on a fourth and eight when you can punt it away and make VMI now have to go 99 yards or... Hope for some sort of turnover or short field if you can force a punt. Special teams have kept the Bulldogs in so many games already this year. First and ten from their own one. Udinski is going to start in the gun, standing in the end zone with split backs. He has one receiver on each side of him. He's communicating right now with his running back, Ramsey. First and ten. Takes the snap in the end zone. Play action. Udinski with time. Fires it to the near side. Incompletion. He was just trying to dump it off in the right flat. And now a flag comes in 
as he was going to Leroy Thomas on the incompletion. Bill Barrett is the one that is going to get called for the infraction. I don't know that he hit him before the ball got there, but he sure had his arms wrapped around him when it did. Yeah, looking at the replay, that looks ticky-tack. Pass interference, number 11. First down at the spot of the foul. Now, it's, not a, it gets, it's only a three-yard penalty, but it moves VMI away from their own goal line. It's going to be first and ten from their four. Let's see if we get another look at the replay. Certainly did not look like much. He was behind him. There's no doubt about that. And when the ball got there, he did reach around from behind, but I don't think it made any contact until the ball was there. So it's now first and ten at their own four, and Udinsky can stand at the goal line to take the snap. Here comes some more whistles. Did they get a call from above to look at it again? They're all going to huddle up. Now let's see what Jeff Page has to say. If anything. <laughs> no, yeah, nothing. So the officials just want to make sure they're all on the same page. And... With no official announcement, we'll get back to it. First and 10 for VMI at their own four. Not sure what that was about. Two receivers left and right for Yudinski. Stands at the goal line awaiting the snap. He gets it, gives to Ramsey. The running back running left. Collides with the Bulldog defender at the line of scrimmage. And then is, uh, into, goes into a crowd where they stop his forward progress. At about the five, it's a one-yard pickup. Marquise Blunt was one that came in there and really made that pile go backwards. As he just plowed in them, and we've got somebody down for the Citadel. Sitting in, uh, sitting in the end zone right now, I think it's Willie Eubanks. And so Andy Clawson will make his way back out onto the field to look at the Bulldog, who's in a seated position in the end zone. And they quickly get him back onto his feet, and he's going to go running to the sideline, so he seems to be just fine, and it is Willie Eubanks. There's a guy who doesn't want to come out of the game. No. He will for a minute, but he won't be out long. Yeah, only because he has to. Right. So second and nine for VMI at the five. Two receivers both to the left for Udinsky. He's got a running back and an H-back to his right. Drops back to throw on second and nine. Stands in the end zone. Fires it away as he gets hit. And he throws it into no man's land. Firing to the far sideline. It was in the direction of Leroy Thomas, but it was nowhere close. And it's going to be third and nine. 50 seconds to go here in the third quarter. The Citadel trailing 24-14. And with a stop here, they should get good field position. The line of scrimmage is the five for VMI. Third and nine. Empty backfield for Udinsky standing on the goal line. Three receivers left, two right for him. The Citadel with five men on the line of scrimmage. Crowd making noise here on third and long for VMI. Play clock down to four. Udinsky, arms extended, takes the snap, stands in the end zone, pump fakes, now fires over the middle of the field. He has a wide-open receiver at the 10, up across the 15, and a first down for Harris around the 18-yard line as it goes to for 13 yards to Jacob Harris. Harris came from the wide receiver on the right side, cut underneath about four or five yards off the line of scrimmage, got the ball and took it for the first down. Huge conversion for VMI. They're now 4 of 10 on third downs. Willie Eubanks back into the game for the Citadel. Here's a first and 10 for VMI at their own 18. 20 seconds left, third quarter. Split backs for Udinsky in the gun with two receivers right and one to his left. 
Takes the snap, play action, quick throw on the near side with a screen set up for Leroy Thomas, who makes a few guys miss and zigzags to the 30. It's a completion of 12 to Thomas and a first down for VMI up to the 30-yard line. Leroy Thomas, a wide receiver. And the clock's going to expire here in the third quarter. That's the end of the third quarter. Timeout. So a huge third down conversion and now VMI driving. This possession started at their own one-yard line. And as we head to the fourth, the two teams will switch sides and VMI will have a first and ten now at their 30, leading 24-14. to 14 And the Bulldogs needing a stop. And we head to the fourth. VMI looking for their first win in this rivalry since 2002. Next, here on the Citadel Sports Network. Hello, my name is Matthew Cochran Logan, and I'm with Palmer and Kay. We've been in the commercial insurance and property casualty business since 1868. With 12 years of experience, I promise to use my expertise to allow for the best possible outcome for my clients. If I can help you in any way meet your commercial insurance needs, then please call me at 843-708-5456 or stop by my office downtown, 40 Calhoun Street, Suite 475. Until then... Go Bulldogs. Garfield Jewelers has been a part of the Citadel family for 97 years. Tradition is a core value of the Citadel and Garfields. Birthdays, graduations, engagements, and weddings are all traditions to be remembered. Alan Garfield, Citadel Class of 57, invites you to celebrate your special moments with jewelry from Garfields, Charleston's personal jeweler for 97 years. Garfield Jewelers, Savannah Highway, across from Nissan. Expect to be impressed. Final 15 minutes with VMI leading 24-14 to and driving. They'll have a first and 10 at their own 30 to open up the fourth quarter. Ahead by 10. The Bulldogs needing a stop and some quick scores after VMI rallied off 24 consecutive scoreless points, 24 unanswered points, I should say, here to build a lead today. Now the Citadel trying to claw their way back. You know, Luke, Bobby Ross, who coached in the NFL, he coached the San Diego Chargers, the Detroit Lions. He was a college coach at Maryland and Georgia Tech. He played at VMI in the 1950s, and he was the Citadel's head coach in the 70s. So this game is a a lot of tradition and a lot of people that uh, are kind of really uh, at the top echelon of college football have been connected with it. Yeah, you talk about conflict of interest. I remember last year when we went up there to VMI with Coach McCombs, who, of course, played at the Citadel, coached at the Citadel, at the time, was working as a broadcaster for the Citadel, but was the head coach at VMI previously as well. And uh, these two programs with a lot of cross-connections. In fact, for Coach McCombs over there at VMI, they have not had a, uh, a, a non-losing season since Coach Cal in 2003. And VMI has only won 14% of their conference games since Coach McCombs. But they're leading today. 24-14 as VMI looks to improve to 2-1 and one in the SoCon here to start 2019. And, of course, this is a rival, rivalry game, and uh, head coach at VMI, who played at Air Force, says this game compares to Air Force Navy and Air Force Army, which are games that he participated in. First and 10 for VMI at their own 30 to start the fourth quarter. Up uh, under center, no, now he drops back into the gun. 
is Udinsky. Two receivers right and left. He moves Ramsey to his right side. First and ten for the cadets. Moving right to left across your dial to the north end of Johnson Haygood Stadium. Udinsky takes the snap and drops back. Clean pocket with time. Steps up. Zips it to the center of the field. It's caught at midfield and now into a Citadel territory is Jacob Harris up to the 48-yard line. It's a pickup of 22. On that play, they had stacked receivers on both sides. Harris was the guy behind. He broke in in the uh, closest to the line of scrimmage. The other receiver went wide out. It's going to be a false start on BMI. Before the offense, five-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. The snap never came. Left tackle Marshall Gill started to move, and even the quarterback, Reese Udinsky, started to drop back without the football. The ball never left the hand of Brad Davis, who was an all-conference right tackle now in his first year as the center. And so back up VMI five yards will be first and 15 from their own 47. Eight catches, or rather seven catches, 120 yards, and a touchdown now for Jacob Harris leading all receivers today. First and 15, Udinsky takes the snap, gives to Ramsey. Ramsey cuts to the left side where he's wrapped up by a pair of Bulldogs and brought down, getting maybe two on the play. In on the stop was blunt for the Bulldogs, and now they're trying to unpile everybody. And it looks like both of them are still down. Marquis Blunt, and uh, it might be Joe Randolph. Yeah, I think it is. And those two are shaken up, and they were still both on top of Ramsey. So you had two injured players on top of Ramsey. He couldn't get up. And all three of them are tangled up there down on the grass still. And now they're going to uh, look at Randolph here. Marquise is back up on his feet. And now they get Randolph back up onto his feet as well. And both men are going to walk to the sideline on their own. They're going to turn this into an injury timeout, so we'll take it with them. 14-13 to go in the fourth quarter, just underway here in the final stanza. VMI leading 24-14 with the football. When we come back, they'll have a second and 14 from their own 48. Bulldogs down by 10, needing a stop here on the Citadel Sports Network. Bulldog fans, this is Luke Morrow for the Citadel Brigadier Foundation. If you're already a member, thank you. But if you're an alum, friend, or fan of the Citadel who has yet to join, well, they'd love to talk to you about the benefits of supporting Citadel athletics. Did you know the Citadel Brigadier Foundation is the only way Citadel raises money for athletic scholarships? Membership includes benefits to all sports at the Citadel, but best of all, it's about the student-athletes getting a Citadel education. So give them a call to find out more at 953-5277. That's 953-5277. When it comes to your favorite team, you've got a lot to be passionate about. Same is true with the all-new adventure-ready Ford Ranger. Once you experience the boundary-pushing off-road tech and legendary Ford toughness, you'll become a big fan of Ranger, too. The only adventure gear built Ford tough. Drive it home. Drive it now. Drive it like a Ford. See your Carolina Ford dealer. Proud sponsor of today's game. to go in the fourth quarter following an injury timeout for the Bulldogs. And VMI will have a second and 14 here from their own 48 following the injury timeout with the Kidets leading 24 to 14 and driving just shy of midfield. 
Reese Yudinski today. Is 21, or 23 of 31. And he has 275 more yards today. They're going to uh, force Marquise Blunt off the field. He tried to get back out there. But because they had a halt play for his injury, he's got to stay out for at least one play. Both him and Randolph are on the sideline with their helmets on, waiting to get back in, so they seem to be all right. But they both have to sit out this play for the Citadel defensively. Second and 14 for VMI at their own 48. Yudinski in the gun, split backs. He's going to hand to Ramsey. They're going to go with an end around. Left to right comes Laro with some running space. Gets a block on the edge, cuts it upfield into Citadel territory with a first down inside the 40, and he's knocked out of bounds around the 33. It's a carry of 19 on the reverse for the wide receiver, Lara, and a big pickup into Citadel territory. I know it's no surprise to the Citadel coaches, but VMI has been known to run at least one trick play every game, and that one right there had got the uh, Bulldogs caught off guard. I call that at the right time, first and 10 for VMI at the Citadel 33. The Bulldogs, at worst, need to hold them to a field goal try. Three receivers left, one right for Udinski, who changes the protection with Ramsey now slotted to his right side in the backfield. Low snap for Udinski, brought in at the knees. He's pressured, he's hit from behind, and the ball sails incomplete as he was throwing it to the far side of the field, trying to go to his running back, Ramsey. He got hit from behind, the ball sailed, it was incomplete, and it'll be second down. Good pressure from behind. Yeah, Willie Eubanks was the man that got there. So it'll be second and 10 for VMI at the 33. Udinsky still without an interception this season with about 250 pass attempts, a record for the conference. Siddle trying to force him into a mistake and a turnover. Three receivers bunched to the right side, one receiver to the left all by himself. And with the play clock winding down, VMI needs to take a timeout with just two seconds remaining on the play clock. So they'll use their first timeout of the second half, VMI will. With 13.20 to go in the fourth quarter, and the Kidets. VMI. Their first time out of the half. The this is a 30-second timeout. Media timeout. All right, we'll take another timeout with them. The Cadets leading 24-14. Just burned their first timeout. When we come back, they'll have a second and 10 at the Citadel 33. With 13.20 to go, ahead by 10. Bulldogs looking for a stop. And a comeback here in the fourth quarter right here on the Citadel Sports Network. Buying a home is a big financial decision, so you need a strong team working on your mortgage. That team is at South Atlantic Bank. Decisions are made right here in our community by mortgage professionals who really know the low country. South Atlantic Bank offers competitive rates and terms on loans for home purchase or refinance. If you need a mortgage loan, you need the mortgage loan professionals at South Atlantic Bank. South Atlantic Bank Mortgage Group, providing the keys to home ownership. This is Micah Ponce, the communications guy at Berkeley Electric Cooperative, and we're willing to pay you to live smart and save more. Co-op members can take advantage of our Ecobee Smart Thermostat program and receive up to $300 in rebates. Not only do you basically get the thermostat for free, you also save on your bill and can adjust your home's temperature from anywhere at any time. If you want to know more, just give us a call or visit us online at berkeleyelectric.coop. Berkeley Electric Cooperative is your touchstone energy cooperative.
13-20 to go in the fourth quarter with VMI leading 24-14. And after the Cadets had to take a timeout to avoid a delay game, they'll have a second and 10 upcoming here at the 33-yard line. The Bulldogs have won eight straight meetings between these two here in Charleston. VMI has not won in this building since 1995. But they're trying to close out the win here today, which would also snap a 12-game losing streak overall in this rivalry against the Citadel. All time, the Bulldogs are 25-10 here at home against VMI in this rivalry's history. This is the, they're facing their largest deficit today in at least 18 years in this rivalry, the Citadel has. Out of the timeout, empty set for Udinsky. Four receivers to the left, one to the right. It's second and ten. Quick throw to the near side, a screen set up for Lara. Catches it outside the numbers, creeps inside the 30, and he's wrapped up by Destin Mack. They're going to stop his forward progress, or he stepped out of bounds. Because then Lara broke free and started to streak upfield for some more yards, but they're going to spot it at the 28. It'll be third and five. Had a trio of receivers on the left side. He just kind of curled in between the other two, and it was uh, he had a little help getting loose, though. He, was getting, he got pulled away from the tackle. VMI, 4 of 11 on third downs. Here's a third and five at the Citadel 28. Four receivers bunched up to the right side. Lara all by himself to the left. Empty backfield for Udinsky. Now he motions Ramsey into the backfield with him. He drops back to throw. Rolls right. Hits a man. No, it's dropped. Incomplete pass. An out route to the far side of the field. It was Max uh, Domingo. I, I don't know why I always struggle with that name. Max couldn't make the catch on the far side of the field at the sticks. That probably would have been a first down. He dropped it. It's fourth down, and it'll be a field goal try. And that's what we were hoping for. Mm-hmm. They rolled him right. Udinsky tried to hit his man. It couldn't be completed. And this will be about a 46-yard field goal try from the left hash. It'd be the longest of the career for Grant Clemens. Kicking it to our left, snap back, spot good, kick is up, and it is good. Clemens puts it through the uprights. There is a flag down at the line of scrimmage. But for now, that's the longest make of Clemens' career. And that ball just did wrap around the far right-hand side upright. Clemens was previously 0 for 8 on kicks in his career beyond 40 yards. This was a good one from 45 yards out, which still makes it only a two-possession game either way. Here's the call. The result of the play is a good field goal. After the play, a sportsmanlike conduct. Number 72 of the offense, number nine the defense. Goes offset, free kick. Shane, right. Shane Strand and Willie Eubanks exchanging uh, Christmas cards. <laughs> Yeah, and it's all a wash in the end, so field goal's good. Not a huge difference. That's a good stop for the Bulldogs to bend but not break. Once VMI got onto that side of midfield to keep them out of the end zone, now it, it keeps it still a two-possession game for the Citadel. All it does is you have to get two touchdowns now instead of a touchdown and a field goal. But the Bulldogs down by 13, 27 to 14, 12.30 to go, so not the end of the world, but the Citadel, again, will need some points here offensively, trailing by 13 with less than 13 to play. Some games have gone final. Texas Tech beat Oklahoma State 45-35. LSU over Utah State 42-6. Maryland beat Rutgers 48-7. Oklahoma beat Kansas 45-20. Boston College loses to Louisville 41-39. And in games that are still in progress, 
We'll give you some of those updates as well. Uh, Notre Dame leads Bowling Green in the first quarter, 14-0. Toledo leads Western Michigan, 14-7. Northern Illinois leading Ball State, 14-0. Illinois leading Minnesota in the first quarter, 7-0. And Texas and West Virginia are all tied up at 7-all late in the first quarter. 12.30 to go here in Charleston with VMI leading 27-14. Scoring drive that went 11 plays, 71 yards, took 403 for VMI. And it's officially a 46-yard field goal for Grant Clemens, longest of his career. Here comes Riley Webb up to haul in the kickoff at the 5. Cuts the near side across the 20. Stiff arms at the 25 and angles out of bounds to his sideline at the 30. Got a good black by Caleb DeVoe on the special teams. That allowed him to get about another 8 yards. I haven't seen many return opportunities this year for the Bulldogs, but Webb doing a good job getting that out to the 30. So the Bulldogs will begin there, first and 10, moving left to right across your dial towards the south end, trailing 27-14, 12-24 to go. Rainey under center to begin. He's going to drop back to throw, looking left side, throwing left side, and he hits Dante Smith in the left flat, who then gets drilled and knocked down by A.J. Smith, but not after the catch and run of eight yards up to the 38-yard line. You know, the edges have been wide open all day for those little passes. Rainey hasn't always been on the money with them, but he has been here in the latter part of the third quarter and now here in the fourth. Second catch today for Smith. It sets up second and two for the Bulldogs at their own 38. A receiver left and right for Rainey, who's under center. Play action. Another throw. He hits his man, McCarthy, on the far side, who spins towards the sideline and is brought down at the 45. Seven-yard completion to McCarthy and a chain mover for the Bulldogs. That is where Rainey gets the ball, fakes the pitch, turns around and throws it to the outlet, this time on the far sideline. Good for a first down. Third catch today for McCarthy. He entered the game with two catches all year. Brandon Rainey, 13 for 21, throwing the football. As many pass attempts almost today as all year for him. Drops back to throw again on first and 10. He's pressured, tries to get away, but he's going to be grabbed from behind while attempting to get back to the line of scrimmage. It's going to end up only being a loss of a yard on the play as he was pressured by Ryan Clark and others in the backfield. Uh, The old swim move got them free, and they were able to get in there and put pressure. So a loss of a yard. It's second and 11 for the Citadel at their own 44. Clark ended up making the tackle. His only career sack is against the Citadel. That was two years ago. Clark played tight end last year. He's back on the defensive line this year. Here's a second and 11. Play action, another throw, and Rainey puts it on McCarthy at midfield, who's then spun down to the grass. Red, as soon as he caught it, will give him an extra yard up to the VMI 49, and it sets up third and four after the seven-yard pass and catch. I know I sound like a broken record, but once again, gets the snap, fakes the pitch, turns and throws it on the left side over in front of the VMI bench for a completion. The Citadel today only 3 of 10 on third down. Here's a big 3 and 4, third and 4 at the VMI 49. Rainey back to throw, fires far side, back shoulder route, and McCarthy adjusts to haul it in in front of the VMI bench before spilling out of bounds at the 35, 14-yard completion and a first down for the Bulldogs. Ryan McCarthy turns his whole body around. He was ready to catch the ball on the inside corner. It went to the outside, and he just absolutely spun around and made the catch. Second catch on the drive for McCarthy. That's the longest one today for him. Now has four catches 
overall this afternoon. Season high. First and 10 for the Bulldogs at the VMI 35. Here goes McCarthy backing up to pass again. Steps up. Fires to the end zone. Broken up at the goal line going for Raleigh Webb. And it was knocked free by Caleb Tucker. Saving a touchdown at second down. Great play and just a totally off-balance throw. I don't know that if he had been set, it would have been any better. But he threw that ball way off balance, and it was almost a completion. But thanks to a good defensive play, it wasn't. 9.49 to go in the fourth quarter. The Bulldogs trailing 27-14. Nothing but passes here on this drive from this Citadel offense. Rainey doubling his pass attempts on the year today alone. Second and 10 at the 35. Delayed handoff to Logan Billings, the B-back, who gets grabbed around the collar. In fact, the throat... And only carries it for a yard up to the 34. The Siddle sideline was looking for a flag. It's going to bring up third and nine. Yeah, they were looking for a horse collar, but it uh, wasn't there. The MI fans across the way are really pumped. The bench is asking their crowd to be even louder with waving of their arms. Citadel, four of 11 on third downs. They've converted one on this drive. Here's a third and nine at the 34. Rainey back to throw. Pressured immediately, and he's wrapped up and brought down in the backfield at the 38 for a loss of four on the play. Had no time to do anything with it. Jordan Ward was the guy that got in there and just caved in the pocket. And he's had a big day today living in the backfield. And that's a huge loss for the Citadel. And now makes it fourth and 13 at the VMI 38. Trailing by 13 with 8.50 to go on the clock running. Walmer will check back in. Raleigh Webb, the big play receiver, will check back in. Fourth and 13. The Citadel needs this one. Bulldogs today one for one on fourth downs. Rainey under center. Three receivers on the pattern. He drops back to throw on fourth and long. Steps up. Hit as he throws, and it's going to uh, flail its way towards Raleigh Webb. It's never going to reach him. Rainey was hit as he stepped up to throw it. That ball never got to Raleigh Webb inside the 20. And the Bulldogs will turn it over on downs. Two receivers crisscrossed. The inside receiver went to the outside. It was uh, the Bulldogs' Raleigh Webb going to the inside. And he was open, but Rainey just couldn't get it to him. He got hit. So the Bulldogs will turn it over on downs. And VMI will take over with 8.25 to go in the fourth quarter. That was a big stop. The Kidats lead 27-14, 8.25 left, and they get the football first and 10 at their own 38-yard line. We must have a lot of fans who like to listen to the broadcast. I see them headed for the exit so they can hear it. Yeah, that must be it. VMI fans staying across the way. (laughs) They've been the ones with plenty to cheer about today. First down, and the handoff goes to Alex Ramsey, plowing his way between the tackles across the 40 into the 42 to pick up a four. And a little chippiness going on there. It certainly has been a frustrating day for the Bulldogs today. VMI will start to play some keep away. They've gone no huddle all day. On average this year, they snap the football every 20 seconds. Leading by 13, almost midway through the fourth quarter. They're in no rush. Waiting for the play call from the sideline. They're all standing at the line of scrimmage, just letting the clock run. Play clock down to seven. Yudinski in the gun, two receivers right, one left. Takes the snap, he's going to hand back to Ramsey. Ramsey with nowhere to go, met in the backfield and dropped for a loss back at the 40. A loss of three on the play, and he'll bring up third and eight. Tackled by number 
Josh Andre, who is a uh, offensive lineman for VMI and was the one getting a little chippy on the last play, just got overrun by the left side of the defensive line, and that's what enabled the Bulldogs to get into the backfield for the loss. They put it at the 39, so it's third and nine for VMI. And the cadets today, four of 12 on third down. Clock runs, 7.05 to go fourth quarter. Big play here for the Citadel defense. Yudinski in the gun, three receivers right, one left. Takes the snap. He's going to go back to Ramsey. Ramsey leaps a defender and falls into the arms of Aaron Brawley, who drags him down at the 46. He needed nine. He picked up seven. It'll be fourth and two for VMI at their own 46. Well, let's see if they want to give the sitter a little ball back with 240, I mean 640 remaining in the ballgame. They're going to hurry back onto the football. Fourth and two. Offense staying out there at their own 46. Let's see if they actually snap it. Yudinski with a hard count. Now he steps away from his center and looks to the sideline. And I think the coach is going to call a timeout. He's standing right by Mm -hmm. the official. Yeah, it looks like they're not going to snap it. Now Yudinski bluffs, hurrying under his center to fake another snap. They never do. And the play clock will expire. And either they took a timeout or a penalty. They're going to take the penalty. Fourth down. So they'll take the penalty, back up five, and then boot it away here with 6-11 to go in the fourth quarter. The Citadel will get it back, trailing 27-14. So still life remains for the Bulldogs. They're going to need a quick score on this next possession, make it a one-score game, and then at that point we'll be talking either onside kick or timeouts to try to get the football back. But first and foremost, the Citadel with points needed on this possession as the line of scrimmage is now the 41 for VMI and Reed King will be kicking it away for the sixth time. Or how about even better how about a black punt today? Sure. Right here for the Bulldogs. And take it in. Yeah. With 6-11 to go and the Citadel trailing by 13. They blocked one of King's punts last year. They got close on his first two today. Nine guys in the line of scrimmage for the Citadel. King able to get the punt away. It's uh, spiraling to the near side and it takes the left turn out of bounds. Around the 25, that's where they'll spot it. And the Citadel will begin first and 10 at their own 25. 5.57 to work with, trailing by 13. The Citadel needing a quick score. Timeout on the field. Bulldogs down by 13 with another chance to creep back into this game late here in the fourth quarter against VMI right here on the Citadel Sports Network. Attention Charleston and surrounding areas. The colossal $6 billion overstock sell-off is underway at Ashley Home Store. All overstocks, one-of-a-kinds, floor samples, and discontinued items are being sacrificed at extreme drastic price cuts. This is one event you can't afford to miss with up to 70% off only at Ashley Home Store in North Charleston. Hello, Charleston. Football is in the air, and what a great time to become a member of the Citadel Football Association. Since 1984, our goal has been to get the greater Charleston community involved in the Citadel football. Alumni, family, and friends are encouraged to help make a difference by promoting and supporting the CFA. Visit our website for more information at cfabulldogs.org or call 953-5123. We look forward to seeing you this season at Johnson Haygood Stadium. Get involved, make a difference, and remember, it's a great day to be a Bulldog. Attention shoppers, attention shoppers. The colossal $6 million overstock sell-off is happening now at Ashley Home Store. We've trucked in tons of merchandise from the warehouse. Extreme price cut store-wide. Up to 70% off living rooms, bedrooms, dining rooms, mattresses, accessories, and more. First come, first save. Only at Ashley Home Store in North Charleston.
5.57 left in the fourth quarter, and maybe the final opportunity for the Bulldogs. They just got the football back after forcing a punt. And with less than six minutes to go, the Citadel trailing 27-14, needing points on this drive. Without Clay Harris today, the Bulldogs have carried the football 36 times for 58 total yards. They're averaging less than two yards per carry today. Meanwhile, Brandon Rainey has thrown it 25 times, completing 15 for 205 yards. Most passing yards for a Citadel quarterback in two years, and he has more pass attempts today than he did the first five games combined this year. Harris in uniform, no helmet, but in every offensive huddle on the sideline. Hasn't taken a snap today after missing all the second half last week with a shoulder injury. Bulldogs begin first and 10 of their 25, moving left to right. Rainey back to throw, pressured immediately, flushed right, and he's able to throw it away, hoisting the white flag. And bringing us to second and 10 after the incompletion. They had Dante Smith, the A-back, coming out of the backfield and was open at the 40, but he couldn't get the ball to him because he was being chased. Rainey not 100% today. Once again, after that knee injury from Georgia Tech, you wonder if there's been any thought about using Brian Murdaugh, who's considered the better thrower and is maybe more healthy right now. Rainey back to throw again. Fires up the near sideline for Riley Webb. Pass interference is going to be called against Caleb Tucker. I don't think Webb would have had a shot anyways, but he sold it with the two making contact and the flag resting at the 49. Officials getting together and talking now. Caleb, of course, was uh, pleading the mea culpa and uh, both arms extended and looking like, what? What'd I do? Pass interference, number one. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot, automatic first down. Nine penalties today for VMI. Only four for the Citadel. So that's a big 15 yards for the Bulldogs and a fresh set of downs instead of what would have been third and long. And now it's first and 10 at their own 40. Footballs have rings on either of the pointed ends. This ball, the nose of the ball is on the 40 with the ring just short of that 40-yard line. Bulldogs trailing by 13, 5.46 to go at the clock stop. The Citadel needing a quick score. Rainey under center, a receiver on each side. He sends Njoku in motion to the left, play action. He's going to look to throw, steps up in the pocket, flush left, fires it as he's drilled in the backfield. A jump ball far side. There's a flag on the play as it was intercepted by VMI. It's not going to count. VMI picked it off on the far sideline at the 30, but Rainey got popped right in the face mask. As he was delivering that football. And that ball was a little short because he did get hit as he let it go. VMI celebrating on the far sideline, but they don't realize that there's a penalty back at the, at the point of release for Rainey. 5.37 remaining in this one. Brandon walking it off right now in the backfield. Here's the call. Personal foul. Rough passer with targeting. Number 27 in defense. That's 15-yard Automatic first down. The previous play is under further review. Yeah, now they're going to see if uh, that's going to be it for Tamar Teagle. They're going to confirm the targeting. I mean, he hit Rainey up around the helmet. And Teagle, a true freshman cornerback from Delaware, who uh, hit the quarterback high and late for the penalty. So it wipes out what would essentially be a game-clinching interception. Although you could also make the case that if Rainey's not hit, maybe he doesn't deliver the interception. It was uh, severely underthrown, far side of the field, picked off around the 30, but it's not going to stand. We have the penalty instead, and the Bulldogs right now have a first and 10 at the VMI 45. Well, we've seen a replay, and I don't think there's anything 
that's going to overturn it. It's just whether he should be ejected or allowed to stay in a game. So back-to-back 15-yard penalties on VMI. And not only does that help the Citadel advance up the field, but it also keeps the, the clock stopped. So at 5.37 to go, and the Bulldogs trailing 27-14. They have a first and 10 here at the VMI 45. Everybody's standing around waiting. The officials with the headset on, talking to the guys upstairs. Long time to look at it. Yeah. VMI, usually a a very well-coached team, as you would imagine, as we get another look at the replay here. And uh, But VMI today, they had the fewest penalties in the conference last year. Today they have 10 penalties today against the Citadel for 88 penalty yards. Well, the camera work is pretty good. You can clearly see where the, the, the cornerback came up about 8 to 10 yards away and just slammed right in to Rainey. John Etchernach is the replay official once again here at Johnson Haygood Stadium. And he's communicating right now with Jeff Page, today's referee. And this is a lengthy review. If you need to look at something this close, then you probably got it right the first time. But it doesn't stand out as being that obvious of an overturn. And also looking at the clock. True. Here's a call. Correction. The foul was on 21 of the defense. After review... Targeting has been confirmed. Number 21 is disqualified for the remainder of the game. Brett Howell. So we apologize to Tamar Teagle. It was actually Brett Howell who is, who was the leading tackler in the first half. He's now third on the team in tackles right now for VMI. And uh, that's one of the starting linebackers who's now gone for the rest of the game for VMI. And that is the beauty of the replay this year. They are looking at things a little closer. So first and 10 for the Citadel at the 45 of VMI, that is. And the official's still talking things over here. But a couple of VMI penalties has advanced this football for the Bulldogs. 5.37 to go. The Citadel down 13. And they're at the VMI 45. An opportunity for a quick strike here. And then still plenty of time to go if they can cut this quickly here to a one-score game. Rainey's going to begin under center on first and 10. Webb split out wide to the right side, two receivers to the left. Back to throw is Rainey. Under pressure, he backpedals. Flag on the play as he throws a jump ball inside the 20. It's deflected. It may have been intercepted, and it will. It was. It was knocked around and then picked off at the 10-yard line by Reek Trotman. Holding, number 78 of the offense. That penalty is declined. The result of the play is interception. First down. So the Bulldogs get a second life after Rainey threw an interception that was brought back with the roughing the passer. And on the very next play, he throws an interception that will stand as it was picked off by Reek Trotman, the second interception of his season. And VMI will take over first and 10 at their own 10 after uh, Rainey just threw that one up for grabs. One of the VMI coaches keeps walking out on the field almost to the numbers hollering at the, the official. Review, the ruling on the field is an interception by VMI. The previous play is under further review. Yeah, it was a tip drill. Let's see if this ball ever touched the grass before it got to Trotman. It was getting knocked around. Raleigh Webb was going after it. It was a contested catch attempt. 
And then Trotman came in from behind them and made a diving catch around the 10 and tried to pick it off before that ball fell to the grass. We'll see if we could get a look at a replay. The interesting thing was the VMI coach was arguing about the hold. Well, he got the holding call. <laughs> and now we'll see if he gets the interception as well. Here's a replay on the in-house monitor. See if we can see what happened. Troutman came diving in at, at, you know, behind the play, behind everybody else to try to intercept it. It was a jump ball around the 15. Webb tried to make the catch. It was deflected by a VMI defender. And then Troutman came diving in behind them all to try to pick off the deflection at the 10. And for now, they said he did cleanly. Unless there's a better camera shot than what we've seen here in the booth, uh, it's going to stand. Well, here we go. Here's Jeff Page once again. He's become very talkative here in the second half. <laughs> Plenty of opportunities. Yeah. Now this is a big call. The Bulldogs have to hope this is overturned. Now let's see. Page is calling. Uh, the official just dropped his index cards. There we go. Here's the call. After review, it was the that the completed and the ball hit the ground. Wow. Wow. During the holding, 78 the offense. You know, a penalty enforced from the previous spot. Replay first down. So the good and the bad, of course, the Bulldogs, you'll take possession even if it comes with that penalty, but it's going to back them up and bring up a first and 20 from their own 45, I would imagine. But at least the Citadel keep possession, and they get another opportunity. Back-to-back -back interceptions thrown by Rainey that are both wiped off the board, one because of a penalty, the other because upon review they saw that it touched the ground and Trotman didn't get it cleanly. And the last three passes by Rainey have all been off balance, mm -hmm. and he's really been kind of stretching himself trying to throw them. So 5.28 to go in the fourth quarter. Another chance for the Citadel trailing by 13. First and 20 from their 45. Screen right side for Raleigh Webb. Catches it. Takes it into VMI territory. Outside the numbers at the 45. Bumps off a defender at the 43. And he's finally carried out of bounds by Brewster. Around the 42-yard line. It's a pickup of 13. Good pass play. There was heavy pressure. He had to kind of feel the pocket around him, and he felt it collapsing. He stepped up and got uh, open enough to be able to throw that ball on balance. Seventh catch for Webb today. The Bulldogs still huddling up. They have a second and seven at the VMI 42. Rainey back to throw. Quick hit near side to Webb again. Webb catches, lowers the shoulder, stiff arms his way inside the 35, up to the 32 for a first down and a 10-yard completion to Webb. All on Webb on that one. He did a great job of keeping his feet inbounds and keep grinding and pushing the pile. Eight catches, 105 yards for Webb today. It's his third 100-yard game of his career. He's done it in back-to-back -back weeks. The Citadel still huddling. 4.30 to go. They're down by 13. They have a first and 10 at the VMI 32 and no sense of urgency. They creep to the line of scrimmage. Play clock to nine. Rainey takes the snap. Back to throw. He's hit as he fires inside the 10 on the near side, and he overshoots Riley Webb. Incomplete pass overthrew him towards the end zone. And Rainey was uh, hit down around the waist and driven into the grass on the incompletion. It seems that the defensive end on the right side for VMI seems to be getting free and getting in there. So second and ten for the Bulldogs at the VMI 32. Rainey has taken a beating today. VMI 
putting a lot of licks on him in the backfield, and also the fact that he's thrown the football about 30 times. A receiver on each side for Rainey, second and 10. He's going to drop back to throw. Quick hit on an out route near side, falling to the ground while making the catch is Webb at the 25-yard line. So it goes for seven yards for Webb, and it sets up third and three for the Citadel at the VMI 25. Four minutes ago, Bulldogs down 13. They hurry on to the football, third and three. Four down territory here for the Citadel. Rocket toss left side to Dante Smith. Hauls it in with a bobble. Gets outside the hashes. Breaks a tackle at the 20. Cuts it up the numbers inside the 10. And he's tripped up around the 5. Dante Smith making it happen. It's first and goal for the Bulldogs at the 2. Great effort by the A-back, Dante Smith. But sloppy tackling by VMI. Puts the Citadel at the 1, or at the 3, in good field position. 22-yard carry for Smith. First and goal for the Bulldogs from the 3. Rainey under center, drops back to throw, jump ball for McCarthy far side, and he overthrew him out of bounds. McCarthy never had a chance. Incomplete pass, second and goal at the three. Stops the clock, 3.26 to go. Bulldogs down by 13, 27-14. So you need to punch this in, and pretty quick, at least without using much time. And then the Citadel still with all three timeouts. You could either consider an onside kick or... Try to use your timeouts and get it back. The Bulldogs down 13. Injoku checks in, and Bulmer checks out for the Bulldogs. That Dante Smith run of 22 moments ago was the only carry of this possession for the Citadel. Otherwise, it's been all passing plays. Second and goal from the three. Rainey's going to run it this time. Keeps it himself, plowing behind the left guard, diving in. Touchdown, Bulldogs. Three-yard touchdown run for Brandon Rainey. Fire those cannons. The Bulldogs are still alive as Rainey has his third rushing touchdown on the day. Well, now you got to think, will the Citadel try to replicate that onside kick that they used at Georgia Tech Here comes to get the ball back? Yeah. First, the extra point to our right for Godek. 3.22 to go. The Citadel right now trailing 27-20. And the extra point for Godek, the snap, the spot, the kick to our right is up. And he drills it. 27-21. Bulldogs down by a score, and they have all three timeouts in their pocket. So it's decision time for Coach Thompson, and he's right now looking at the chart and talking it over on the sideline with his special teams coordinator, Turner West, first-year special teams coordinator. The two are talking it over. Do we go for some sort of onside kick, or do we take our chances, kick it deep, play defense with 3.22 to go and three timeouts remaining? Now, the Bulldogs offensively, not really typically a quick strike offense. So they need to be able to preserve as much time as they can offensively. We'll see what decision was made by Coach Thompson, who's standing all by himself right now at midfield. And the Citadel with a big touchdown drive there to make it a one-possession game with 3.22 remaining. The Bulldogs are one for one in onside kicks this season. VMI, meanwhile... An opponent has not tried an onside kick against them yet this year. Last year, opponents won for one on onsides against VMI. They recovered their only try against the Cadets. But this will be the first time here in 2019 that VMI may have to worry about recovering an onside kick. They have 10 guys up within 10 yards of where the football needs to go and just one return man back around his own 23. Bulldogs one for one on onside kicks this year, though that was more of a surprise onside kick. 
VMI, they're set up, they're prepared, they're ready. Let's see what Godek and the Bulldogs decide to do. 3.22 remaining. The Citadel down by six. Here comes Godek charging to the football, and he is going to pooch it to the near side. It bounces down around the 30, but coming up to get it is Bridie, and he's tripped up around the 33. So the Bulldogs go with an in-betweener. They're going to spot it at the 34 for VMI, and they'll have possession with three, about 3.19 to go. And uh, the Citadel with three timeouts left. Bulldogs used two minutes and 35 seconds on that scoring drive. Yeah, not bad. Going eight plays, 75 yards, getting uh, helped out by a couple of penalties. And capping it off with a three-yard touchdown run for Brandon Rainey. The Citadel, all three of their scoring drives today, going 75 yards and ending with a Rainey touchdown with his feet. First and ten for VMI. They sweep it right side for Ramsey with running space. He gets outside the hash, coasts across the 40 up to the 41 to pick up a seven on first down for Alex Ramsey, who now has 99 yards today. Joe Douglas helping out on that tackle. And the Citadel not using any of their timeouts yet. Clock running, 254. VMI hurrying back onto the football. But they should be in no rush. Second and three at their own 41. Now they're going to let the play clock run, standing in their formation. Yudinski in the gun, running back to his left. Two receivers left, one right. They motion the H back to the left side. Play clock down to four. Yudinski in the gun. Takes the snap with two. Gives to Ramsey. Ramsey makes a man miss in the backfield. Tries to spin away from Eubanks. He can't. Eubanks wraps him up and drops him at the 39 for a loss of two on the play. And it's going to be third and five. Willie Eubanks is great in that kind of situation. For tackling them for a loss, he did it there. And we said in the opening... He would have to have the kind of game that named him the defensive player of September. 11 tackles today to lead the team. That's his second tackle in the backfield. And they'll spot it at the 39, so it's a loss of a couple. And it'll be third and five for VMI. Biggest play of the day. VMI 4 of 13 on third downs today. If the Siddle can force a stop, they'll get the ball back with a little more than two minutes to go and a chance for the winning score. VMI leading 27-21, and the Citadel just used their first time out of the second half. There'll be those fans who are really excited that we have thrown the ball as much as we have today, and it, it just happens to work out against this defense, and uh, those little out passes in the flats have been very successful uh, by other teams. Marshall used it uh, tremendously against VMI in their first game. Yeah, the Citadel today averaging only 2.3 yards per carry, so they have gone to the air attack throwing it a season-high 31 times. Crowd getting loud here at Johnson. Hey, good. It's third and five for VMI at their own 39. Two receivers left and right for Udinski. Ramsey, sidecar right. Biggest play of the day. Udinski drops back to throw. Fires to a wide-open receiver. Center of the field, Jacob Harris. Streaking into Siddle territory. And all the way in for the score. A backbreaker. Jacob Harris with a 61-yard touchdown run and catch. And VMI takes a 33-21 lead with 2.19 to go, converting a third and long and turning it into more points. Citadel was in a zone defense, and all he had to do, Harris, was just he was on the inside, uh, lined up on the inside of of the uh, gap, and he just cut straight across the middle, was wide open, and it was chasing down from there. 175 yards for Jacob Harris today. Career best for the sophomore. Extra point to our left is up and good. 
Eight catches, 175 yards, two touchdowns for Jacob Harris. A career day for the sophomore who was on the Southern Conference all-freshman team a year ago. And now with 2.18 left, the Bulldogs trail by 13, 34 to 21. And that may have been the final nail in the coffin for the Bulldogs today. More fans start to clear out. Before we go any further, let's pause 10 seconds for stations to identify themselves coast-to-coast and worldwide on the Citadel Sports Network. WQNT, AM 1450, W254BK, 102.1, Charleston, W221CI, 92.1, Somerville, Kirkman Broadcasting Stations. Big touchdown for VMI, Reese Udinski with three touchdown passes today. He's got over 300 yards passing. Yudinski grew up in Pennsylvania. He set the record for the second most passing yards for a high school quarterback in Pennsylvania history with over 4,000 yards one year. And, of course, Pennsylvania has produced some of the best quarterbacks in football history. Here comes the kickoff. It's going to go into the end zone for a touchback. The guys like uh, Joe Montana, Johnny Unitas, Dan Marino, Jim Kelly, Matt Ryan, Joe Namath, all from Pennsylvania, Reese Udinski with more passing yards than all of them in high school. And he's had great success the last two years against the Citadel. So the Bulldogs will begin at their own 25. 218 remaining, trailing by 13, 34-21. Two timeouts left for the Citadel, and again, going to need a very quick score here, and then you hope for the onside kick. Rainey begins under center. Two receivers left and right. He drops back to throw. Rolls right. Fires an out route near sideline. Riley Webb didn't see it coming. It sails out of bounds. Rainey, that was a timing route. Rainey threw it before Webb was ready. And out of his break, and so it's an incompletion second down. Kind of threw it a little bit over his head as well. So. Brandon Rainey today, 18 for 32. Throwing the football, 235 yards. No touchdowns, no interceptions. He's been sacked four times. Second down, clock stopped at 2.13. Bulldogs down by 13. Rainey under center, two receivers left and right. One man in the backfield, that's Billings, the B-back behind him. Rainey drops back to throw, hit as he fires. Up the, uh, the right hash mark, up the right seam, he overthrew his man. Trying to go to Remus Bulmer just across midfield, and he airmailed it to him. So it'll be third and ten for the Citadel. Well, we were talking about Yudinski's uh, prowess at playing quarterback. The guy that he's found most today is from Easton, Pennsylvania, and that would be Mr. Harris. And Yudinski from North Wales, Pennsylvania, so those two linking up. Two Pennsylvanians, is that what they're called? Third and ten, Rainey back to throw. Here's a screen right side. Riley Webb has to come back to catch it at the 20. Makes his way up uh, across the 20, and he's dragged down around the 23. So it's actually a loss on the play, and it's going to be fourth and 12. Looked like that ball might have been tipped when it uh, left the quarterback's hands. And for the Citadel, out on the edge, trying to block was Denzel Wright, but he didn't hold the block quite long enough. Bulldogs still huddling. That's 10 catches today, 110 yards for Raleigh Webb. Here's a fourth and 12 for the Citadel with the game on the line. Rainey back to throw, hit from behind and dropped as he's knocked down and sacked from behind by Connor Riddle. 
who makes the first sack of his four-year career and just about locks this one up. Turnover on downs. Rainey sacked on fourth and long. Five sacks today for VMI. And the Cadets take over at the Citadel 18 with a minute 28 to go, leading by 13. That was more of a spinal tap than it was a tackle. Rainey got a little whiplash there. He's all right, but he'll know tomorrow morning when he wakes up about that hit. He's gotten knocked around today, sacked five times, hit a countless other number of times. There was that targeting call on a hit up around his face mask earlier this half. And he already entered the game at less than 100% playing with that injured left knee the last two weeks. Yudinski going to kneel, drops down to one knee on first down. The clock will run. A minute 20 to go, VMI leading 34-21. 75 seconds left. Still with two timeouts left, but maybe they'll start to use them here after the next one if they choose. But VMI can run out the rest of this clock even with those timeouts. We're down uh, less than a minute to go. Here comes the second down snap. Play clock down to eight. Yudinski will allow it to run as far as he can. Now it takes the snap. Drops to a knee. A couple of uh, extra seconds, a couple seconds early. And the clock will continue to run. The Citadel won't use their timeouts. This final knee, this final kneel down should do it for VMI. And they will break break a 17-year losing streak to the Citadel. And the VMI crowd that has made the trip here with the freshmen being bussed down here. As it's getting a little chippy out there, players pushing and shoving after the final kneel down. But the VMI fans across the way jumping up and down, cheering, and about to be very excited as the final seconds tick off the clock here. And VMI beats the Citadel. They're going to dump the water on uh, Scott, on their head coach, Scott Wackenheim, for snapping the losing streak against the Citadel, doing something that many before him couldn't. Final score, 34-21. VMI wins. They get to 3-3 three three on the year, 2-1 in the conference. In the Citadel, they fall to 2-4 in the year, beginning 0-2 in conference play. That's the first win for VMI in 13 meetings between these two. And the first time since 2002 as they'll take the Silver Shaco Trophy back to Lexington, Virginia with them after the win. So 34-21. VMI comes to Charleston. They win here at Johnson Haygood Stadium for the first time since 1995. And they shock the Bulldogs. First time VMI led at halftime in six years against the Citadel. And they had their largest lead today against the Citadel that they've had in at least 18 years. That's as far back as my uh, my records go. But it's been at least 18 years since the Citadel faced a deficit of 17 points or more in a game against VMI. This has been total domination from the Bulldogs over the last uh, 17 seasons, with the Citadel winning 12 straight matchups and winning those 12 matchups by an average of 17 points. Last year, they snuck out victorious in Lexington 34-32, and today 
the Citadel cannot come back after VMI used 24 unanswered points to build a lead and took a 34-21 victory here at Johnson Haygood Stadium against the Bulldogs. Both teams at midfield as they're going to present the Silver Shaco Trophy to VMI following this win here today. And the Silver Shaco Trophy was introduced back in 1976. It is a replica military dress hat, and it's exchange size, or it's gone with the winner every year. The Bulldogs have had it here in the Low Country since 2003, but the Shaco will make its way back to Lexington, Virginia, for the first time since 2002. We won't even recognize its new home. Bulldogs fall today 34-21 against VMI and start the year 0-2 in conference play as they present the trophy at midfield to VMI. We'll try to catch up with Coach Thompson. We'll also transition to the postgame show as well as the Citadel. They fall today 34-21 and uh, start the year 0-2 in conference play. We'll take a break, come back with the postgame show, try to catch up with Coach Thompson. We'll also get you the the numbers from today's game. We'll get you a scoring summary. We'll check the out-of-town scores and a whole lot more upcoming on the postgame show. Bulldogs fall today for the first time in 17 years against VMI, 34-21. We'll transition to the postgame show next here on the Citadel Sports Network. All my sweet chicken, chicken loyalty program. You give me back free food and beer, and all I needed was to taste your hot, fresh tenders. You give me back 10%, but you got 100% of my soul. Just can't get enough. Kicking chicken. Due to growing popularity, Grill Night at Boone Hall Farms Market is now presented on both Friday and Saturday nights each week. Guests love being able to personally pick out their choice of fresh seafood, steaks, chops, and chicken. And selections are then cooked to perfection and served with a farm-fresh side. Grill Night's one of the area's most unique dining experiences. Now both Friday and Saturday nights. Seating at 6.30 and 7.40 each night on a first-come, first-served basis at Boone Hall Farms Market, 2521 Highway 17 North, Mount Pleasant. Faster internet is better. And right now, Home Telecom will increase your internet speed free for three months. So multiple users won't slow things down. Plus better streaming and faster downloads. Visit homesc.com and increase your speed free for three months from Home Telecom. Back at Johnson Haygood Stadium where the Bulldogs fall today 34-21 against VMI. Right now playing the alma mater song of the Citadel. Then they'll do the same for VMI. And then we'll try to grab Coach Thompson down on the field before uh, getting into all the postgame stuff where we'll get you a scoring recap today as well as check the out-of-town scoreboard. We'll get you all the numbers from today, the team stats, the individual leaders, and uh, plenty more coming up here on the postgame show. So hang with us as we wait for Coach Thompson down on the field. But the Bulldogs fall today 34-21 against VMI in a shocking defeat for the Citadel. As the Bulldogs struck first with a score on their opening possession, and then VMI responded with 24 unanswered points. And about midway through the third quarter, they led 24-7, and the Bulldogs tried to claw their way back. They just couldn't do enough today, falling by the final 34-21. So the Citadel, they begin the year 2-4. and four. And a tough loss last week against Sanford on the road. Now today against VMI at home, and they'll have Western Carolina coming to town next week looking for their first conference win. And Western Carolina certainly off to a slow start this year. Maybe that's exactly what the Bulldogs need next week here at home as VMI following uh, the alma mater, the 
The players go charging to the far side. And uh, the freshmen who have made the trip for VMI, they're trying to hop the fence and get onto the field. But there are plenty over there to keep them from doing so. And uh, that, that credit VMI for uh, being well represented today here in Charleston. They, they filled up the far side of the stadium there, which because of those bleachers only fit about 500 people. And then with the standing room, there's more people in the red VMI shirts alongside the fence over there. But VMI, they sold out those seats and standing room only over there. And for those who made the long trip, it was certainly well worth it for the cadets. And the fans across the way there for VMI had certainly more to cheer about today than the Bulldogs faithful here with a sellout crowd and standing room only at Johnson Haygood today as VMI gets a win. And what a start for VMI. Coach Thompson called this the most talented VMI team during his time here at the Citadel, which dates back to his offensive coordinator days. But the uh, cadets are now 3-3 three and three this year and 2-1 and one in the conference. I mean, prior to today, the Citadel, or I should say a VMI, had lost 18 of their previous 19 road games before this. And before their win earlier this year against Mars Hill, they had lost 28 of 29 games overall. And now they're 3-3, three and three and they have a winning record in the conference. They went on the road, and they beat ETSU on the road in the conference, the first time they won a road conference game in four years. So it is a much better VMI team than we've been used to seeing over the last uh, handful of years in this rivalry matchup. And the Bulldogs, they fall 34-21 today. Ted's down on the field with the head coach of the Bulldogs. We'll send it down to Ted. Thompson. Well, it was a... Um, they did a great job. They made a lot more plays out there. Uh, when they needed them, they, they got them. When we today. Thought about maybe switching quarterbacks to a, uh, your second quarterback who's a better thrower? It didn't cross my mind at all. You know, when we get into that kind of a situation, it's going to be tough for us anyway. Uh, we were able to get it down a little bit, but unfortunately we just couldn't get the ball back to our possession. Seniors, Seem to be better today, and you use the B-backs a little bit more. Yeah, Brandon was fine today, and, and uh, you know, we were without Clay again today, but that's okay. Uh, we really just didn't get enough... Uh, just didn't get enough first downs out there today on offense. Tough. Some of the completions not being made, but it was good to see a passing game that really helped you move the ball. Oh, 200. Oh. Okay, Coach, thank you. To you. Thank you, Ted. That's Coach Thompson down on the field oh, uh, following the tough loss today, 34-21 against VMI. We'll take a break, come back, get you the scoring summary from the second half of this one here in the postgame show. Bulldogs fall. 34-21 today against VMI. First loss to the Cadets since 2002 in this rivalry. Postgame show rolls along next on the Citadel Sports Network. If you know she's the perfect one, let us help you create the perfect ring. At Scatel's Manufacturing Jewelers, we're your full-service jewelry manufacturer. You see, we eliminate the middleman and create your special ring all on site. And with our free diamond seminar and vast loose diamond selection, you're assured of the right decision while getting the best value. Scatelar, you lover. Scatel's Manufacturing Jewelers, locally owned in Mount Pleasant and Charleston. 
This is Micah Ponce, the communications guy with Berkeley Electric Cooperative. And although it may not seem like it, cool weather is just around the corner. That means it's time to let Berkeley Propane help you beat the winter rush with a preseason tank fill-up or a new set of gas logs. And with hurricane season in full swing, now is the perfect time to consider installing one of Berkeley Propane's whole house standby generators from Generac. So whatever your heating or power needs are, Berkeley Propane is ready with exceptional energy and service. Buying a home is a big financial decision, so you need a strong team working on your mortgage. That team is at South Atlantic Bank. Decisions are made right here in our community by mortgage professionals who really know the low country. South Atlantic Bank offers competitive rates and terms on loans for home purchase or refinance. If you need a mortgage loan, you need the mortgage loan professionals at South Atlantic Bank. South Atlantic Bank Mortgage Group, providing the keys to home ownership. From the beaches to the far reaches of the low country, when it comes to savings and service, Jones marks the spot. Rush to Jones Ford in North Charleston to save on your next newer pre-owned vehicle and trust the family with over 100 years of experience to care for your vehicle at our state-of-the-art service and collision center. When it comes to savings and service, Jones marks the spot. Jones Ford in North Charleston at the corner of Rivers and Remount, just off I-26, exit 211A. Visit us online at jonesford.com. Time for our scoring summary here on the postgame shows. The Bulldogs fall today 34-21 against VMI in this military classic of the South. At halftime, VMI held a 17-7 lead, their first halftime lead against the Bulldogs in six years. And VMI struck first in the second half as well. They took the opening kick, drove 75 yards on seven plays in three minutes and ten seconds. It was a 28-yard touchdown pass from Reese Udinsky to JVN Lara. And with 11.50 to go in the third quarter, VMI at that point led 24-7. to The Bulldogs would get on the scoreboard on their first possession of the second half, where they took the following kickoff, went 5.57, or, or uh, used 5.57 to go, 75 yards on 12 plays. There was a three-yard touchdown run for Brandon Rainey to make it 24-14 at the time with 5.53 to go in the third quarter. For the Bulldogs, it was their first points since their opening possession of the game. They had six scoreless possessions in between. That score remains all the way to the fourth quarter. VMI headed into the fourth quarter with the 10-point lead, 24-14. And VMI struck first in the fourth quarter as they drove 71 yards on 11 plays in 4.03. And it was a Grant Clemens field goal of 46 yards, longest of his career. To add on for VMI, they took a 27-14 lead at the time. Wasn't the worst thing as the Bulldogs were able to hold them to three instead of seven and keep it a two-score game regardless. So the Bulldogs were down by 13 at that point with 12.30 to go. And the Citadel, uh, on the following possession, couldn't make much happen. Sent the ball back to VMI. VMI was able to burn up some clock. The Bulldogs got it back with about six minutes to go, trailing by 13. And they drove 75 yards on eight plays in 2.35. And it was a three-yard touchdown run from Brandon Rainey that at the time made it a 27-21 game. Bulldogs were down by six with 3.22 to go. And the Citadel had all three timeouts remaining. And they decided to go with a pooch kick instead of a, some sort of onside kick. So they pooched it over the front line of the uh, the hands team, the return team for VMI. And it was Corral.